0: It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs Podcast. It's Mark here with Rob and Ryan and boys... We start I sort of started talking to you off air and and I figured it was probably just easier to hit the record button but I'm a little bit at sea this week and all my planning has gone out the window with uh jack bird being uh, rested quote unquote for an unknown amount of time I'm just not really not really sure what's happening there but uh Ryan obviously you know a man that's not interested in bi-planning, but is interested in gun centers how's mm. uh how's the bird entry slash resting impacting you
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it leaves me one short this week. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to need either a a wing fullback or a centre. Luckily, I held on to Manu, so that's paid off for me there, giving me a little bit of flexibility. Mm -hmm. But it makes it a little bit tougher as well with uh, three teams on a bye. Um, It sort of limits the potential options there as well. So, yeah, Yeah. definitely uh, an unexpected headache. We weren't expecting it uh, 9am this morning, but it wouldn't be a team list Tuesday without one of those.
0: Yeah, well, um, and I mean that's the thing is at least Rob, it was sort of lunchtime when it happened for you, mate. So you know you get a bit more, you know, opportunity to be be in your day, and you're not walking around dazed and confused like I was at nine o'clock this morning.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean I'm in the same I'm in the same boat as you both. I think um, Bird is pretty ubiquitous, isn't he? And across the good teams, so I think it's mm. going to be um, looking at potential options. It's almost like you don't want to. Over index on gun center wing fullbacks as well. It's kind of been like quite good not having, you know, really expensive wing fullbacks because Mm. uh, they just don't score very well, right? Um, Yeah. Yeah. So we're getting good results out of the chances of the world. Yeah. Even the bullers of the world, right? Like, so Mm. it's like, yeah, there's, I'm sure there's going to be a stack of questions about how to replace him. Is he a sale? Uh, how much money to spend in your outside backs, Um, you know, lots to look forward to.
0: Plus you got the option of moving him on to like a guy like John Bateman and putting money in the pocket, which is, you know, in itself, if you can afford something like that, you know, an interesting option. But, yeah, as you say, we'll dive into it. And, uh, boys, obviously State of Origin Eve, mostly when a lot of people are going to listen to this, I assume it's going to be State of Origin Morning. We won't jump too much into that. I think I'm going to catch up with... Uh, potentially catch up with the Boom or Bust guys on Thursday to discuss fantasy impacts for Origin. Um, I, I'm not sure how many spots we've got open there for amateurs team members, but we'll uh, we'll see if we can come up with some stuff if there's anything big fantasy relevancy-wise from Wednesday. So um, just know that we'll put something out to the socials with regards to that, and you don't need to smash us in the inbox. We will tell you our thoughts post-Origin. Uh, Boys, we're going to start off with the West Tigers coming up against the Raiders Friday night. Only one game on the Friday, 8 p.m. game. Tigers looking pretty normal. Obviously, Joe O's gone. Uh, Seyfarth comes onto the bench. I think this is probably good things for Clemmer as well as Pap and Bateman. And, I mean, all three of those guys seem like really interesting options, particularly given they've now played two of the three that they're going to play. So they've only got the one left in round 17, which weirdly enough is shape- shaping to be a difficult round because there's heaps of really good options this week, but they all play for the Tigers or the Sharks.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's turning into a little bit more difficult to fill round 17 than round 14 at this rate. But, um, yeah, I think the question of the week is probably going to be these two Tigers second rowers, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sitting here already with Papali'i and my team and I'm strongly considering going to Bateman as well, but I've also got Buller, and you know, then you're starting to fill up pretty quickly on on you know guys on the buy in round 17 without having a Pangai or an Oluapu or something Nico like that. Hines. So, Nico <laughs> Hines, Nico Hines, uh, Britain as well. So there's plenty of options there. Rob, are you are you a Tigers free man at the moment, or are you, you just got Buller?
2: Just got Buller at the moment. I. Th- I'm still running Preston, which is another round 17 issue. Mm, nice um, about him. But I think I will upgrade him before 19. I think that's yeah. my plan. But I, okay. yeah, I, I, I think um, they're both really good buys. Um, and Clemmer as well, even. Um, so mm. yeah, it just depends what positions you need, uh, what your bench looks like. Um, but yeah, no, they look great.
0: Yeah, I'm really liking Clem with Joe Ogon. Mm. Uh, I think there is some potential for some really good minutes here in this pack. Um obviously we're probably gonna see Bateman shift to the middle and Capola come onto that uh, edge now with those the less minutes on the bench as well. Capola was a really interesting one early in the season. He was he got pretty expensive at one point there, but he's dropped all the way down now, so he's one to keep an eye on as well if there's an edge back row injury. Uh any that's probably it for the Tigers. Dream Bullers are every week wing fullback at the moment. Mm-hmm.
1: Full faith.
0: Full faith. Uh, Moving across to the Raiders, Seb Chris has been named despite going off with that knee injury. He's actually quite cheap, but, you know, he's had plenty of opportunity to make money and hasn't. Uh, He seems one of those guys that's probably better for regular footy than he is for fantasy. Uh, We see Albert Hopperwadi move into the centres with... uh, Chotrich coming back onto the wing. So, who, oh, I guess, yeah, okay, we'll lose uh, Joe Croker for this week. Yep. He'll come back next week for his 300th game at GIO Stadium. Probably at the expense of Cotrich. So, in the short term, we'll stay away from him. Raiders is all in the forwards, boys. Uh, obviously, Tarpany, big score. Horsbrough, big score. And Josh Papaliti, big score. Um, Rob, obviously, completely different price point as a mid- Josh Papali, big minutes. Uh, Is he somebody that we could have a look at?
2: Yeah, he's not really um, entered my thinking for classic. I have him in draft, and he was absolutely phenomenal. (laughs) Um, Mm. Because it's one of those ones where no one really thought he was not going to play Origin. Mm. So (laughs) um, he hasn't really entered anyone's discussion. Um, I don't know. I think looking at his minutes up until last week, it was... (laughs) Between forty-five and fifty usually. Yeah. Um, then last week he played fifty-four. Tarpanay played big minutes too. I think we were mm. we were we set the line pretty low, Ryan, for our um Tarpine minutes in the end. <laughs> um but yeah, potentially. I mean it doesn't play sixteen though, right? Which is when we need the mids.
0: Mm. You're right. Yeah, it's probably if you're looking for somebody in that price point, there's him and Nas both sort of hanging around at that. At that value um as guys who are sort of fringe options so yeah just i just i'm just i'm just putting the name on the podcast so if he like goes it. nuclear over the next couple of weeks i can say that i said it because <laughs> i mean he was a gun up until this year where his minutes have reduced but no whitehead no harawe ranara they got big minute you know guys they've got horsbury out on the edge Tarpany in the big minute role Papa moves into the Tarpany role, which is anywhere between 37 and 55 minutes, depending on the week. So uh, they've also got Matt Frawley on the bench for a reason that I'm sure I don't understand. So, um, yeah, I I, I wonder if that's, you know, if he is the hooker cover and Tom Starling's just a middle forward or or what. But, I mean, the other question that we got through is Pasami Solo, uh, who played the big minutes last week 286 K mid also doesn't play around 16 but does play 14 15 17 and 19 I think yes that sounds mm-hmm. right um, you know is he a, is he one of the better cash cows of the week Ryan
1: oh look he's certainly interesting um, I just yeah I just have uh, I guess the concern is what are his long-term minutes yeah um, It wouldn't shock me if he does play in this role until Whitehead is back and then Horsburgh shifts back into the middle. Uh, I I guess they're probably also going to have to lean on him in round 19 with Horsburgh, you'd assume, shifting back to an edge and Hudson Young in origin camp. So, uh, look, he's not the worst. I I think the only thing that's going to turn people off, considering Solo, is the fact he doesn't play round 16, uh, Mm. is is the main thing here. But he, he does seem like a guy who could average in the low 40s over the next... Five games I'd say.
0: Yep. Um yeah, now he's an interesting one, particularly at that price point. I mean you got a couple of guys floating around in the within fifty K of him type of thing. Um and there's you know, obviously there's gonna be people looking for cash outs, I assume, in the questions. So maybe we'll revisit that one later. Uh moving on to the Waz up against the Dolphins. The Waz, very unlucky not to get the dub, probably their own worst enemy. Uh, the baby Broncos really stepped up on the weekend. Rob, is that too much of a sore point at the moment?
2: No, it was. we played pretty badly, I think. Um, it was just one of those ones where I thought we would dominate through the middle. I'm sure we all did. Um, and, and then, you know, Sean was not great. Um, yeah, just lots of dumb errors and not finishing. And, yeah, I think we can dissect mm. that game as, as many ways as we can, but just just got to move on and beat the Dolphins this week, hopefully.
0: Yeah, well, the Dolphins are so not worried about it. They've just not named Tom Gilbert and uh, Hamaso after coming off their win. Uh, But, I mean, fantasy-wise, Sean Johnson we sort of discussed on the Sunday pod, which I forgot to put out until Monday night. You know, he's still got a big chunk of the percentage kick meters and base stats just, you know, a bad game for the wires in general. Uh, Jackson Ford still missing lots of tackles, and he's a a no-go, I think, until he can show us something that's not that. Chance is great. Wade Egan's back, uh, but Mitch Barnett's back too, so um, probably more good for footy than fantasy. Torhu a lower score, but but he's good. Anything more, no, any notes here for the Wiles, Ryan?
1: No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, I, we got Luke Metcalf again. He was a little bit disappointing last week, though, I'd say. Um, didn't really contribute yeah. a whole lot other than tackles and errors for the most part. Rob, how, how are you feeling, mate, on, on your boy Metcalf?
2: Yeah, you, you wouldn't have um expected a better um intro to league, right? Against the baby Broncos, no Payne Haas, no Carrigan, no Reese Walsh. Um he just looked like a passenger out there, eh? Um he yeah, he really just froze under the bright lights of McLean Park, um with all the <laughs> with all the pitch invaders. Um and yeah, I, I hope he does a bit better um in the next few weeks. But I nothing I've seen really think makes me think that he's going to lose uh, that tomato mountains, not going to come back in um, after our next buy. So yeah, hopefully he does better for the warrior's sake, but I um, think he needs some more reserve grade from honest.
0: Yep. hundred percent. He's uh, yeah. He started off good. And then as the game went on, he got worse. So. But even like, <laughs> even
1: his good start was just tackles. Like if you look at his yeah, half time yeah. score, he was basically all just tackles.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the, for the Dolphins, Cody, you know, he's fullback again, which, you know, he's probably nearing his peak price. Um, I think it's even even 18
2: time. or so, but yeah, you can sell him if you want.
0: Yeah, he's, he's one. Yeah, you can definitely play him for another week if you need a green dot or move on from him. He's a, you know, he's a good number, I think. Um, you know, he's, but yeah, he's been good. If you got him at 250K, it's a nice little 200K. Cash cow for you. Uh, outside of that, Milford stealing all the kick meters from Toa, and he's a really interesting one. Is he? I mean, 372K.
1: Yeah, he's one who would have been uh, high on my list if Hamaso was in this team because that just adds the extra sort of spanner to this works is, like, what happens when Hamaso returns? Does Because, I mean, Cody's been very good Um Does Cody go back to six and Milford to seven? Does Katoa go as as the utility or does Milford just go straight back to the bench? I don't know. It's tough to say which way Bennett's going to go here because someone's going to be the odd man out.
0: Well, Milford played more like a seven, didn't he?
1: He did, yeah. 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 So I
0: just think maybe Katoa could do, like he's had some first grade he could actually do with a trip back to Reggie's to sort of get a bit more confidence up and build on his game a bit more. But, I mean, the best way to learn is by being in first grade though as well. So, you know, I'm no doubt that Bennett knows a lot more about how to develop a young half than I do, so I'll probably just shut up and let him do that um, and avoid every player in the spine for the Dolphins outside of gun number nine, Jeremy Marshall King, who is an interesting option for those looking for a compliment to Robson. Uh, obviously, him and Cook have the same buy schedules through the next sort of five weeks in, in terms of availability. Uh, obviously, the main difference is no danger of being picked for Origin for Marshall King. Uh, Lemuelo is doing good things. Uh, Valence not doing good things. Uh, any boys, any additional notes here for the Dolphins?
2: No, I don't think so. Do you think we can yeah. move on? Yep. Great, oh, Azako uh, has just been incredible. I just, uh, I'm sick of it. Yeah, I keep yeah. seeing his name. We actually about a like bit.
0: I had a look at him for a gun wing fullback today.
2: How um, depressing is that? I,
0: I'm not completely not. Um, I'm not completely decided that that's not the way I'm going either.
2: No, it's just he's been so, so consistent um, and has scored just lots of tries. You know, kicks goal. Well, the goal
0: kicking is doing wonderful things for his base. Yeah. So, you know, like for example, this game against the Raiders in round nine, at 10 points in goal kicking. Without that, he would have had a 23, but it boosts him up to a 33. He has, hasn't got sub 30 since round two.
2: That's his only, so yeah, yeah, that's his only sub 30, right? It's like a 27. He's just been so phenomenal, so so consistent yeah. for a winger. It's crazy. Yeah,
0: just massive. So, yeah, he's great. Uh, him and Mini are in the same sort of price point, and Osaka is averaging more at the moment, but plays one less game. Um, both goal kicking. Um but I actually I'll, I'll I'll touch on meaning when we get to the storm. Actually I won't I won't give that away yet. Teaser. Uh yeah. Moving on to the Titans. Um Keanu Keeney named at fullback with uh Jaden Campbell named in the halves. Uh Forum's gonna be out for at least the next two weeks. i are aiming to bring him back in round seventeen. Uh anyone with Jaden Campbell obviously he's a really interesting option. Uh should get some base there you know um Keeney's sort of a a nothing really I'm kind of surprised that they haven't looked at Phil Sammy full back with uh Brian Kelly back in the centers but I mean obviously they want to or Mamalo even on the wing with uh you know Jojo in the centers and Sammy at the back something like that they still may yet I guess um but Keeney obviously there was some Positive news stories, but Ryan, it's hard to tell with these young guys whether those that's just sort of puff pieces from the media or whether the guys actually are good young players.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, no one wants to come out and absolutely slate someone who barely played first grade yet, do they? Um, no. It's probably probably a bit of a bad look. So, um, yeah, no. I've, yeah, Campbell is somewhat interesting um, moving to six. I, I'm not sure – I'm still not sure he's going to get enough time because even – uh, what, I think they're saying Brimson about round 17 now, aren't they? Mm, yeah. Um, so, I mean, two weeks. If he played round 16, it would probably be a lot more interesting, but two weeks, I'm, yep. I'm not, not too sure that's enough.
0: Yeah, I'm happy to give it a swerve. Tanner Boyd, I think I'd probably be hanging on to him, Uh, although two sort of low 50 or lo- like sub 50 scores in a row. I uh, know, Rob, you were looking at moving him on potentially this week. I'm not sure. Have I talked you out of it or not yet?
2: No, you raise a really good point. I think, um, although Boyd and Damien Cook are the exact same price, uh, Boyd's going to play two more games. So yeah, it's not like, um, Cook has been, you know, storming the house down. Um, so he's kind of in that early fifties and Boyd's kind of probably slightly above his peak. Um, he's been doing a little bit better than we thought, but yeah, I'm not sure yeah. it's worth a trade. Um, Especially because they cover the same buy rounds. If you have Robson as your other hooker, um, so yeah, I I think I'll keep him. And I've now got other issues with Jack Bird. So <laughs> I wonder though, yep. is like Boyd down to I will get there, but Boyd down to um, the Roosters hooker Turpin an option. Um, I'm going to give you my thoughts on Turpin when we get there. Yeah, very good.
0: Okay. Um, David Fafida named a backup from Origin, same with Tino. Uh, They don't really have the cattle to not name them, although they do have McKaylee and Jamin Joloff in the extended bench as well. Jamin Joloff coming back from, I think it's a peck injury, and McKaylee has been down there for a while, not named, but, you know, he's a bit of experience as well. So, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes
1: there. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, pretty much just par for the course for the rest of the uh, forward pack, isn't it? Just... Yep. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, Fafita backs up and Big Mo chomps out some big minutes. That's what I want. Yeah, Big Mo. Big uh,
0: mo. Moving on <laughs> moving on to the Ravido's Blake Taft named it fullback with Troll Mitt, ruled out from State of Origin 1 with a calf injury. And, boys, this is 100% the shame of the last couple of days um, is Luttrell, obviously scared of Hamsoe. Uh, which is understandable. I, I I wouldn't want to play either. The whole Blues team actually seems to be scared between Payne Haas, Latrell, and Nathan Cleary coming up with, I've got a sore tooth and I might not be able to play. Uh, but, you know, we, we digress. Um, would it be Queensland? Yeah. No, nah, it wouldn't be, mate. As I said on, on Twitter, Munster would just yank it out with a pair of pliers and keep going. So, you know, that's, <laughs> it's just, it's different. You know, it's just one team gets state of origin and the other one doesn't. Um. Oh, no. <laughs> Richie Ken- <laughs> Richie is named on the wing. Uh, he is at an interesting price point as well, but I mean, this but he's, he's right, crap. right, right, <laughs> yeah. Spot Ryan
2: <laughs> had a look at his uh, reserve grade stats, uh, and they were yeah, less than impressive. So, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. This right wing center spot, uh, right wing spot for the Rabbitohs is a bit of a carousel. So we might see Isaac um, Thompson back before before long.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm not convinced uh, Richie Kenny won't go backwards in price from where he is right now. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right,
0: okay. Interesting. Uh oh, the the old Xavier Coates treatment. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, outside of that, Tevita uh you know, he's there. Colin Matangi's back. He's an interesting option once he drops some cash. Probably the other side around 16, I guess. Um, he's at a nice price point at the moment, but you're going to miss three weeks. So he's a tough... Asked to buy, obviously Damien Cook is an option. I think he is a value. You can buy him, uh, but you know there's a number of options around that range, and he's gonna. He's still got three more bye weeks. Assuming he doesn't get picked for State of origin, in which case he'd miss four weeks for oh, that was it, game three. Obviously, he'd have to be picked for. So um, yeah, no, it's 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 probably for the Rabbitohs. It's it's Cook and that
1: might be it. Yeah, because there's no one else you really want to be. T- I mean, Campbell Graham potentially could be an option. If you yeah, need a are we sensor. worried about
2: the sternum injury for his fancy scoring? I do not scoring? want
0: to be actively choosing to buy somebody with a sternum injury. Yeah, um, that was my only was concern. A stick away from playing State of Origin. Mm, you're probably so, right.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we'll just leave the ravidos there. Sharkies in the Broncos. Uh, Hines obviously named to back up pending, you know, Nathan Cleary having a sookie la la missing with uh, a sore tooth. He'll play probably a limited amount of minutes and back up with no problems. He's my captain of the week, I have to say, with Cleary likely playing a full 80 instead of origin. Um, I'm not super concerned about the matchup per se. Um, and then obviously Nicker is a, an interesting option as well. Um but the most expensive of the three guys who is available, not only not available in round seventeen now. So, any any thoughts here on the sharks, Rob?
2: What about Talakai? Um,
0: do we want to be? Do we want to be going down that route. It's
2: just an option for uh, centre if you want sixteen and nineteen. Not going to play Origin. Yeah. Slightly yeah. expensive, but I think he's got kind of game-breaking ability. Yeah. I mean, you could do worse, couldn't you? What's it, What was yeah. he out injured with? That's the thing I was just not 100% sure about. Was it a neck injury or something like that?
1: Oh,
2: well, dear, like a, yeah. it was too thick? Like a thick neck. <laughs> uh,
0: like, yeah, neck, neck uh, injury. Yeah, neck. Center, like...
1: minor issue, but they've been closed off with info, is what the physio said.
0: Yeah, that does not fill me with a huge amount of confidence.
1: Yeah. Sounds like a bitch Barnett type thing.
0: I'd be more inclined to take Ramian, I think.
2: Hmm.
1: At the value. What, what price points is Ramian? Four, Four something. Four, seven, three. Ooh. He's lost that quite lot a lot of cash, to... Ramian. Yeah. Yeah. It's because uh, yeah. Heinz keeps passing to Nicaragua and not, <laughs> not yeah, <Ramien>. that's right.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think the correct answer to the center question is Lemuelu or Manu.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yes. But yeah, if you were you know gotta move Mano to wing fullback. back. I don't know. It's yeah. yeah, we're in the we're in the in the quagmire of uh, fantasy options at the moment. We're looking at everyone.
0: Okay. Uh, that's all right. You're allowed to do that. Uh all the Broncos named a backup. Uh have to assume they're gonna be on limited not massively limited minutes, but limited minutes for Carrigan and Haas. Uh one, you know, and Flagler, obviously, depending how many minutes they actually play. Uh, Reese Walsh, I, I'm actually kind of surprised that he is backing up given how good Sailor was.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's not a sure thing, isn't it? Like he could always be a, a laid out. Um, yeah, none of these sure. guys, even though they're named, none of them are uh, guaranteed to back up. I'd assume some of them will. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Walsh is a first-time origin player, young fullback. He is a prime candidate to get arrested at some point during this series, isn't he?
0: 100%. Mm. Yeah. Doesn't stop me wanting to have a look at him as a head-to-head player. Um,
1: oh, no, yeah, same. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's probably it for now. If you've got Haas of Carrigan, you're probably hanging on to him for now, although, you know, there would be a temptation potentially to sell them, but given the other red dots, people likely having their team, Bird, Hopgood, and Ponger and, you know, any of the other Manly players or, you know, guys that are missing out, you know, you've got, uh, probably got bigger issues. Moving on to the Roosters and the Bulldogs. Uh, For some reason, Suali's still at centre, but, you know, I don't really know know that. Manu's back. He's at 5'8". Junior Pauga named on the wing. Jackson Paulo dropped. Uh, Jack Turpin named at hooker. Brandon Smith out for probably, I'm going to say, back round 20 or so. Um, Yeah, Jack Turpin, Ryan. I know you're interested in Jack Turpin. You tell me about it and then I'll tell you my
1: thoughts. Sure. Um, no, look, I've just been looking at Jake Turpin as a potential uh, hooker cash out. It's been a pretty tough position to fill so far. Um, like you say, he is uh, seemingly in that role now until for the, for the foreseeable future until um, Brendan Smith comes back. He's a round 16 hooker as well. So I guess if you've got a, um, you know, a, a Damian Cook or a Marshall King, one of those guys, you don't have a Robson, you need someone for round 16. I think you could do a lot worse. Personally, with Turpin, just given the price point, I think he seems like a decent cash out for Isaiah Katoa. Um, Mm. And I think Mark's about to tell me why I'm wrong. Go ahead. Uh, No, I don't know if you're wrong. What's your expectations? Um, I think high 30s in 60 minutes. Yeah,
0: I, I seem to think that's probably on the upper end of where I would have him. I, I think 35 and 55 is probably about where I'd like him to be. And then anything more than that, I think, is a bonus.
1: Yeah. Well, 35 is 150K from here, so I'd, I'd take okay. that.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, I'm actually having a little bit of an interest in picking up Nat Butcher, uh, only because... He's only going to miss around 19 from now on, and I, I'm sort of I need I can't buy any more people for round 17. And I'm trying to work out if he's significantly worse than John Bateman because, or, or even is worse because I mean he's been pretty good for a while in that butcher. He's got the jewel 730k, um, and he's obviously really potty. Um, I'm not expecting him to make a lot of money, uh, but his career back row average. Is uh is over fifty, and um yeah you have to imagine there's potential for the roosters to move up, and then even if he is going to play lock or something like that, fifty five minute lock will get him there as well. Hmm. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on on big Nat as a uh, as a pod, three point three percent.
1: Yeah, I probably prefer him to uh, Nicaragua. I guess the the only question mark with Nat is does he keep this edge spot? Does he keep playing eighty? It's just a really crowded room with Angus Crichton and eventually Satili Tupanua moving back to, you'd assume, mm. the bench with um, when Victor Radley eventually returns. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's my only real concern. But it hasn't slowed him down thus far, has it? He's still been playing 80 every week bar, what, round seven? He, he came off the bench last week, or round 12 rather. Yeah. I don't remember what that was. Was that was he just playing yeah, he in the play, I think he.
0: I think he played lock. Mm. I think they tried Tilly out on the edge but I just yeah I don't think that well I think Nat's an edge and yeah it seems like they're more interested in playing Angus at lock as well and and Egan Butcher's sort of a bit he's the young you know 55 to 60 minute effort guy and Nat's the slow and steady wins the race guy. I mm. uh, just uh, like the the combination of the duel and the the you know good scoring like just having a look at his last two years when he plays uh, at least uh, 65 minutes on the edge, he averages 53.8 and 53.9. So he's, uh seems to step his game up. He actually, his worst average uh, since 2018 was in 2021 in the, the, the PVL year <laughs> where he averaged 48.3, but all the other years he's 53.8 is his worst when he plays mm-hmm. on the edge for 65 minutes. So, yeah, really liking what I'm seeing from him as a potential option uh, he's obviously developed as a first grader and they don't, I, I think that they maybe are not pushing Angus to his full limit, you know, cause they don't need to. Uh, and I mean, Nat's got that combination. He's going to be playing outside Manu. He's going to have opportunities to attack out there. So yeah, just an interesting one for me there as a potential, you know, edge middle you know, gives gives me a little bit of added flexibility as opposed to a guy like Bateman who you can only play in the uh the edge. But when I already have IPAP, so it means I'd need two more edges for round seventeen to field a field a team, and I'd only have Hopgood, which means I'd have to be looking for another edge again. So, mm. yeah, no, it's it's one of the, it's probably a situational selection. Um, probably more more to the point. Obviously, Manu's a good option this week. If you don't have him, you can probably pick him up even for Bird. Uh, and also Teddy, uh, I think, high likelihood of backing up pending results of the game.
1: Yeah, I'd have to say he's probably one of the more likely ones that play uh, on the Sunday, guys, oh, just sort of because the Roosters need him, don't they? Mm. Um, I guess Daniel Tupo lurking in 18 as well, for anyone looking at Tuna Pauga. Put that on the uh, yeah. in the bin straight away.
0: Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> I just, Yeah. Like surely, there's got to be some sort of intervention here. Where we can get Sawali back to the wing because he'd be just a great emergency wing fullback centre dual cover. Something no mate,
1: Sawali's quite quit. I reckon.
0: Yeah, yeah, he is, yeah. I don't know what's going on there. Union players, mate. What are you going to do?
1: <laughs> Doesn't want to get injured before the uh, big contract kicks in. <laughs>
0: That's it uh, for the. Bulldogs, uh, Karaz is back week off, will do his knee a lot of good. I think he's a really interesting option this week for those looking for a wing fullback. Um, Oluapu also a good option. Burton, 18th man, assume he's going to play pending, something weird happening. And we've also got uh, Ryan Sutton back at prop, Ockenbohr's named on the edge. Lots, here, lots happening here. Um, Rob, give me a player that you want to talk about from
2: the Bulldogs. Uh, let's go... Oluwapu. I think he's going to be a pretty common buy this week. Oluwapu for 500. Yeah, I'll take Oluwapu. Um, yeah, I'm going to buy him, I think. Um, I know you're potentially looking at another option because you've got a million halves, but for me, it's the cash out for Katoa um, and plays 16 and 19, um, which is great for buy planning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's startable, even if even not for this week. Um but yeah, just a ton of base, um, and has looked good so far. So yeah, I'm comfortable buying him.
0: Yep, I like it. Mm. Yeah, good job. Ko, yeah,
1: I like it. it there's a bit of a Dylan Brown about him, isn't it? In terms of oh, uh, yeah. the tackling and in the running mm. game. Yeah. Yep. Uh,
0: uh, yeah. What about you, Ryan? What are, do you, What are you liking about Jacob Carraz this week?
1: Yeah, caraz is interesting. Um, just in terms of like a discount wing fullback, if someone's in the market, uh, is break-even still relatively high? But I guess that doesn't matter if you need one this week. Um, yeah, he started the season quite hot, got injured, uh, been sort of carrying a little bit of an injury. And yeah, you know, I don't know, it's, it seems like he's potentially coming back. His floor's been very good Um for the most part. I think, what, Mm. only the one game below 30 so far. The base is very good. Like, he's always a a big run-meter, tackle-busting, offloading type of guy. And the dogs are finally starting to get a bit healthy here. Like, Max King off a week off, Ryan Sutton week off, back in the side now. Uh, Tavita Pangai would be interesting to see how he pulls up. But other than Luke Thompson and uh, eventually Patella Mariner apparently back next week, uh, this is close to full strength.
0: Yeah. well, That'll more just fill the bench out, I think, and some of these guys like his Sutton's all sort of filter to the bench. But, yeah, no, definitely it's a, yeah, it, it's an interesting option being, I guess, the only downside is he's still got two more buys to come uh, in 17 and, like, 21 or something like that, or 22. Uh, but, I mean, he's a, an interesting option for those looking for a guy. who I think the a realistic expectation is 40 plus minus a point. Mm. I wouldn't be expecting forty-five
1: yeah. plus. I'm just sort of looking at him as a uh, a bit of a cheaper ceiling option. Like he's, we've seen the ceiling. Like he's capable of a ninety. Um, yes. So just yeah, just given the price point, if you don't want to spend up on, say, like a Dylan Edwards, who's obviously uh, much safer, but you're paying full freight plus maybe a little bit more. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and just a position that's been very inconsistent you know maybe it's better to just cheap out a little bit i don't know and edwards yeah, doesn't play
2: 19 either so uh, yeah, they, obviously gonna, they're
0: going to provide the different different covers we i I'm, I'm seriously looking at karaz this week yeah me too uh yep That's probably it. Ockenbohr is the other one. He's named on the edge and has been slowly increasing in minutes. He is available at the wing fullback and has a negative three break even, but he's going to be on the edge back row. And if I didn't tell you his name was Jaden Ockenbohr and I told you you could get a 365K edge back row with a negative break even at wing fullback, you would be lining up out the door. So, Ryan, why would we not jump on given, you know, okay, so here's his. Big minute, I guess those two, actually five and seven, were on the wing, weren't they? So he's got, you know, playing in the forwards, he's obviously increasing in minutes. Uh, in the last two weeks, he's played 50-something minutes, scored a try both weeks and averaging 50.
1: Yeah, the only thing that is sort of holding me up is the four forward bench here, plus, as we mentioned, uh, Fatala Mariner and Pangai to come back into the side, who obviously are considered more middles in this team. but I. I guess my only concern is, is Ockenball going to play 80? Um, if you could comfortably say he's going to play 80, then, yeah, I'd, I'd be all in. It's just that's the only little hurdle that's that's holding me up here. He sort of seems like he could be a 55- to 60-minute guy because um, Jacob Preston does have that 80-minute role locked down, doesn't he? Um,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts?
0: Um, I'm not – Um, I wasn't shopping in that price bracket. Um, but I might be now. Um, you know, I was looking – I had a moment of weakness where I was looking at Jackson Paul before for TLT um, just, for a, <laughs> just for a dual cover that's available at winning fullback and centre and place and only misses around 19 and that's it. But, you know, he's not named, which means I'd have to go up to Suwali and then I'm now looking at myself going, well, you know, is Okanboor a better option? But, you know, uh, that he doesn't have the centre, which – You know the centre thing is a big thing because you know once you know let's say if you're one of those people that has Bird, Lemuelu, and Manu, with the thought that you could just plug one of them in the edge, you know if you were short and and plug Jareen Buller in and push or push the other one up, like play Manu at wing fullback. If you trade Bird out, you then find yourself with no centre cover with Manu and Lemuelu, so you're really looking for a centre, and you don't really want to buy another gun centre because centres suck. Um, but the only cheapies running around is Tommy Talao. Um, and you know, do we want to do that to ourselves emotionally? Probably not. Um, and and that's what's led that what led me to the uh to the Paulo experience. So, yeah, I don't know, don't know. Probably no is the answer to the question. I'm not interested in Ockham Ball,
1: yeah. I'm probably. Like, I don't know. I'm sort of thinking, like, that's why I'm looking at Karaz. Like, if you want to go someone who's a little bit cheaper, um, at least with Karaz, you know he's going to be in the side every single week. You know he's going to be playing 80 minutes as long as he doesn't get injured. He's got the mm. ceiling. Yes, he might not make as much money, but I don't know. Like, how many more cash cows do you need? I think everyone's starting yeah. to run a little bit Can't low on that. trades.
0: Can't be that many more.
1: Mm. Just feels like one that maybe you should play a little bit of a straight bat, pick someone that you know has the job security and you can yep. gamble. And you can still take a gamble. Like Karaz is still a gamble, but it's someone who has big upside and solid job security.
0: Yep. No, I like it. Good man. Now, uh, Cowboys come up against a storm. Uh, Semi Valame named on the wing for Murray Talony, who's named down in the extended bench. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Uh, also, uh, Hilam Lukey named on the edge with Nanoi named on the bench. Gachevsky also named on the bench with Granville at lock, but they have Tom Alolo Holmes, Cotter and Talangi all named in the extendeds. I have to imagine Tom Alolo is just going to make captain's run and come straight back into his lock role, pushing granny in Gachevsky out, uh, oh, granny the bench. I mean, and then, um, you know, we're sort of seeing this Cowboys pack for what it was supposed to be here, which is one of Neem and uh, Todd Noah Brown's going to miss out on a week-to-week basis at full strength, which is where we want to be for the Cowboys. And hopefully they can start sort of, you know, pulling their finger out and and showing us what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, but fantasy-wise, it's probably bad news for everybody because, you know, Nano comes back, Lukey's going to get an amount of minutes on the edge and. Unknown how many. Uh, he's certainly not a buy, but he's probably a hold for those that have him, and somebody you're probably going to need to play in your 17. And uh, yeah, it's probably more stress. The only people that aren't stressing are the people that bought Kyle felt at 330k.
1: <laughs> the, the true geniuses, smarter than yeah. us.
0: The OGs.
1: They they do and, as we say, not as we do.
0: <laughs> and and the drink water buyers. He's he's doing really well. He might be. You know, he might be close to the best wing fullback at the moment.
1: Yeah, he's flying. Even in uh, losses, he's putting up good scores. So, yeah, trick, yeah. what water gun. Yeah, since,
0: since since we sort of were looking at buying him 63-41, 44-33, 57-75, wheels up. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't be actively going out of my way to buy anyone in a Cowboys jersey at the moment. Uh, the Storm, though, interesting. Uh, somehow Xavier Coates has made his way all the way down to 264K. Um, we know how he got there because we can see the scores. Uh, He's averaging 20 at the moment, break even a 38 this week. He's got a nine, a seven, and an eight in the last five games, (laughs) plus a 13, hasn't scored a try since round six. Um, But prior to that, in rounds one, two, three, four, five, six, like those five games that he played, he missed one. Um, you know, it was all sort of mid twenties, a 16 with a try. I don't really understand how that happens. And then a 46 with a, a hat trick. So, I mean, at some point he's going to score some more tries and, and he's going to make his way up to 380 to 400 K probably. And, you know, I mean, you're not looking for, uh, coats ideally to be in your 17 ever. Um, but you know, for, a break glass in case of emergency, player who's only going to miss one game between now and the end of the season pending injury at 264K. Uh, you could do worse, I think.
1: Yeah, I'm, uh, I am get where you're coming from here with Coates. Uh, I think he's one – I like, I wouldn't be buying him expecting him as a cash generator. If that happens, that's a, an absolute bonus. But mm-hmm. in terms of a – You know, like you say, a a break glass in case of emergency, round 16, wing fullback, uh, cash-out option. Um, Yeah, Mm. he's he's not the worst. And, again, a guy with job security. So this sort of reminds me of your uh, Jason Saab pick from last year, I think it was.
0: (laughs) Yeah, mate, well, that worked out good. He went up to like 400K. I played him a couple of times. I don't know if you remember a few years ago as well, George Jennings, when he came in when he was at the Eels. Um, Oh, yeah or like remember Jared Hayne as well Jared Hayne got to like 300k or something like that and then just was it he was a top 17 yeah. player for most of the back half of the year and I'm certainly not expecting that from Coates but you know the numbers tell us that he's a high 20s average player and he's currently averaging 20 and he's priced at 19 mm. so there's some value there there's a price point there it certainly doesn't have to be this week although he could very well score 38 coming up against that Right edge Cowboys defense.
2: If he scores three um, tries,
0: if he scores <laughs> three <straight laughs> tries, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, mate, there's there's a lot worse options running around. There's not many players in the 260k price bracket with almost 100% job security. Security pending injury. No, I tell not. You what,
1: I tell you what though. Like, just on, on a footy sense, is there a worse play in footy than like a bigger myth in footy than the bomb to uh, coats? Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> mate, I am absolutely certain and i'm glad that we finally worked a little bit of humor in here i am absolutely certain that Coates runs out except you know how like they spray that like grippo on their hands in the sheds yeah i'm absolutely certain that his one's full of ky jelly
1: <laughs> he's actually got like the uh the spray of cooking oil <laughs> oh no
0: <laughs> i've never seen a bloke with worse hands like honestly like there, There is more chance of me jumping up and catching a bomb than this bloke. And, like, he's just so – he just looks so, like, athletic and big and, you, you know, it's so spectacular and you're just looking at it going, he's just going to drop it. And then he drops it every single time. And I don't know if, like, it's a bit like, you know, and, like, um, when we realised last year that Isaiah Yo had been added to the fantasy app. I wonder if, I wonder if nobody's actually mentioned to anybody at the storm that Coates actually can't catch bombs. Like no one's no one, we've just forgotten to tell him about it like
1: yeah they're just trying to make it up in volume if we kick it to him enough he'll eventually catch yeah. one. he will fall Is, on. No the...
0: How does a bloke like that have four tries in 11 games? No 10 games. Four like, look at the size. He's massive, and he's a try. Like, there, mate, there is some po- boys. There is hundred percent. This is a Mark Jessup guarantee. There is some positive <laughs> try scoring re- regression coming here for Xavier Coates. He's absolutely going to finish the season at seventy to seventy-five percent try scoring rate, which means he's going to average a try a game now to the end of the year.
2: Do you remember yeah. that season where Blake Ferguson just couldn't couldn't score tries? Oh yeah, kind of oh, reminds yeah. me of that. Yeah,
0: just he got up, like what well, he
2: got like three
0: tries in the whole year. Just I mean, crazy. I mean, and, and like none we till up.
2: round 20 or something. It was crazy.
1: It was crazy stuff. Yeah. And no, like it got to the point where like they were trying to feed him one. Like it, like it was actually a thing where they were trying to feed him a try. It was like Alex 12.
0: Yeah. yeah so he's Blake Ferguson. Try scoring percentages by year 44, 50, 50,
2: 71, 53, 16, 50. So good. <laughs> And I'm
0: absolutely sure that that 16% uh, in 2020, that was like PVL COVID year. Uh, all those tries came at the back end of the year.
2: I'm sure of it. Yeah, yeah. they did. Okay. Three in the last four games. Yeah, it's so amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah, no tries until round 17. That's embarrassing. But um, no, Xavier Coates, 100% positive try scoring regression coming. He's probably going to average, like, I'm going to say he's going to average like 33, 34 rest of the year from now and about a try a game. So if you like that, for yeah, maybe I'll just come. Maybe I'll get him. I'm going to do just it. Let's do it.
1: Yeah. Do no, yeah, Something scared. We you missed. We missed out on Kyle felt. Don't miss out on another one.
0: Yeah, mate. This is he is the felt of the purple jerseys. Uh, but outside of that, also Eli Katoa, another really interesting option. Ryan, you uh, mentioned the fact that he might be a buy again. Um, I'm warming to it. Uh, I like that he's. If he, if I wasn't going to go the Nat Butcher option, the Eli Katoa option. For like 180k cheaper is really interesting to me.
1: Yeah, well, I flagged it in round 12, and he went on to do an AC joint, but apparently it was only minor. He's back this week. Mm-hmm. Um, had the week off to to heal up there, which does wonders to those injuries. Um, yeah, well, like I, I, t- I think the points I, I made in the round 12 podcast still sort of stand. He, he's lost a lot of the cash he originally made. Um, priced at what 550 now. Break even at 26 uh he's finally i i said in round 12 he hasn't scored a try this year and you want to talk about positive try scoring regression he was a guy that was due for some and of course he scores his first one that week in round 12 against the dolphins um Mm. plays round 16 plays round 17 so i I guess if you need an edge and you're worried about round 17 he's Mm. he's your man the only real knock against him is that he doesn't play round 19 he's got the Cowboys, Sharks, Tigers, Manly in his next four games, all teams that are capable of being scored on. So, yeah, as in terms of a discount edge, I'd probably put him in the uh, Jacob Carraz basket where he's cheaper than the guns, but uh, there's an upside there, potentially 150K to be made um, and job security is pretty good.
0: Yeah. All right. You sold me. I'm going to reverse my trade to get Nat Butcher in. I'm going to rebuy Ali Katoa.
1: Let's go. And if it fails, you talk-
0: it's, your, it's your fault.
1: You want to talk about pods, 0% in the top 100. There you go.
0: Ooh, done. Wheels up. There's a reason why those people are in the top 100. It's because they don't <laughs> have a league to up.
2: <laughs> they sold them.
0: Yeah. Uh Liero's going well. I think maybe some people moved off him. He's, you know, 48, average break-even. He's a an option not to buy but to hold. I saw somebody in the, the infamous third-time lucky group chat trying to buy him this week. Um, not, not really showing any interest to buy there, but Nass, 604K. He's lost 8K on the year so far, 67 break even. Certainly not a rush out and buy this week, but he's another round 16 middle. That's going to be available. Him and Fisher, Harris, uh, both both really good options there. Ryan, I know you were looking at Nass.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, pretty happy to give him another week, though. I asked um, the NRL physio on his podcast, I sent him in a question, um, his thoughts on the rib cartilage injury that Naz has been dealing with and, like, how it would settle with um, the week off. And basically, to summarize, I mean, every if you want the full answer, just go listen to the Magic Sponge podcast. Uh, but essentially, the physio said every time you re-injure that, it's like starting from scratch. So, like, every time you have a re-aggravation, it's like starting from scratch. So, he, like, he was saying he'd be much more confident in a guy like Max King being fine. Um, after the week off because he hasn't really had any re-aggravations versus Naz. There's still that risk there that's going to linger. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy to give Naz another week and see how he looks this week. If he can get through a a full week and and look fine, then, yeah, I think he's one I'll look at in round 15.
0: Yep. Uh, The other guy flying under the radar, Josh King, 650K middle, averaging 52, break even at 55. He obviously started the year really well, slowed down a little bit, but he's been really consistent. With a you know four scores of forty or more the last four games, uh, and some tough tough matches in there, you have to imagine he's going to have some you know better scores against some easier opponents. That seems to be how he scores better. I don't really his, his scoring doesn't really make any sense to me. But you know, at six hundred and fifty k, guy is going to play you know sixty five to eighty minutes a week in the middles. You know, you could do a lot worse than that. Uh, no dangerous state of origin as well. So just just flagging that one there. Um, Rob, any additional thoughts? Oh, we didn't talk about Nick Meany. Yeah, you teased yeah, it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you did. You're dead. Almost, almost forgot him. Um, had, all um,
2: right. yeah, no, Sorry. you go. You go.
0: I would have had a riot. All right. So, Nick Meany, I had a thought that maybe I would like to buy Nick Meany. Um, and you know, at, at that price point, goal kicking, uh, the infamous Magic Sponge podcast, they're talking about Pappenhausen. I'm I'm pretty confident we're not going to see Ryan Pappenhausen this year in the NRL in a jersey that doesn't have the number 14 on it if at all. So lo- looking at Meanie, his uh last 2 years at fullback, he's got 15 games at an average of about 46 points which would make him uh, a gunkeeper wing fullback or close to it this year, potentially with some, you know, upside but um you know then I sort of looked a little bit closer and I don't think I've ever seen a team with a worse schedule rest of the season. So I'm just going to lob this out here just quickly. So obviously the Cowboys are, you know, don't know what's going to happen there. Sharks are a good team. West Tigers, but they play them without Munster. Uh, Then they come up against the Seagulls, Panthers, Roosters. Knights have actually been surprisingly good. Eels, Panthers, Raiders. And then they don't actually hit a quote-unquote easy game between now and the Cowboys in my opinion until the Dragons in round 25 so I, I just I wonder if maybe he's not going to get as many attacking stats um, and so I sort of shied away from it
1: I got to say though the Cops are so even this year. The only team there that really scares me defensively is Penrith. He's got to play Penrith twice, but other than that, like I like even though the Sharks are a top team, they're still a team that can concede points. Um, same with you know Canberra, Parramatta. Like Parramatta has been one of the worst sort of for for and against um, like points against yep. this year. So I, I wouldn't have a problem with me and I kind of like it now that you bring it up because um, yeah, like like you said, it doesn't seem likely that Pappenhausen's is going to be back this year based on what we've heard. So, yeah, I, mm. I kind of like Meany. I think he's one I'm going to look at as a potential bird replacement. Um, just with the, I always like a goal-kicking full, uh, fullback. Always adds to the base, yeah. which is nice. I think
0: I would take Meany over Edwards.
1: I agree at the price point, yeah.
0: Yeah, for 100K. The question is really, is Meany 200K better than Karaz? That's the...
2: Mm, I think for... it's a round 17 issue potentially, isn't it, as well? Yeah. But what can you he do?
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. For head to head, Meany. I, I think I'd uh, probably prefer Meany for head to head.
0: Mm. Well, he's one less trade as well that you have to make, really, isn't he? As well,
1: yeah.
0: Because Carraz isn't a keeper, Meany might be.
2: Yeah, Carraz might be a keeper. I don't think so. Marius is a keeper, what? and um, as you, sorry,
0: Ma. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 no. Ria, no about
2: no, Leicester City.
0: Marju's about 20 kilos heavier than Karaz.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I know, It's just yeah. the state of the wing fullback position, right? It's just we don't know who the keepers are going to be. It's going to be Edwards. It's going to be Latrell. But after that, we don't really it's gonna know. It's
0: going to be Chance, Chance, Drinky, yeah. and Buller, mate.
2: Maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Nah, that's all right. Nah, we'll see how we go. Yeah. Oh, Chans. He's a, a beautiful man. Uh, moving on to the last game of the round, which sees the Panthers come up against the Dragons. Uh, Panthers naming their full-strength team. Have to expect there's reduced minutes, but probably not restings for, you know, Isaiah Yeo's of the world. Expect Fisher-Harris hopefully to play a couple more minutes. If not, I'm going to be really angry. Uh, Scott Sorensen has been a really interesting one. He's picked up the duel as well. He's another one in the Nat Butcher category of... You know, guys who are available at both positions now only misses around 19. Uh, In the two games, the last two games, he's played 80 minutes and just been an absolute monster, averaging 70. Uh, Can we take him seriously as a potential keeper or do we not trust the Panthers' rotations, Rob, starting with you?
2: He's been pretty consistent. Um, He's kind of got the role that we all thought uh, Hosking might have. Um, Yeah, how much does he cost? Too much. Yeah. That's kind of the issue, isn't it? Like if you'd got him, yeah. if you for some crazy reason you'd decided to get on, um, you'd be absolutely laughing, right? He's been phenomenal. Six. Seven six. Um but mm. yeah, I I think he could be a a keeper. Like for what yeah. we've seen in the edge position, um like it is really for feeder and hopgood and then a big drop off, and and we're not even a hundred percent sure Hopgood's going to be a keeper long term. Um, but yeah, I think he's definitely in that mould of like could be an early fifties kind of guy. Um, he's got the jewel now, which is nice. Doesn't play nineteen, but um, plays seventeen. So yeah, definitely an option yeah. if you're uh, not wanting to get on. Who did you who were you just discussing Ellicottola or um,
0: yeah? Well, the question Nat is Butcher yeah. I 130k more for Sorensen than Ellie Katoa.
2: Yeah, I guess it's the it's more the Bateman Papali'i question, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. And Penrith is a better team than the Tigers, so. Yep.
0: Uh, maybe. Tigers are pretty good. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Tigers beat the keep, Panthers, so.
0: They did. <laughs> also, just keep an eye on Sunny Luke. Uh, down in the prices if there's any sort of you know shenanigans there where he plays more minutes um nathan cleary's a fine hold fine captain if you don't have Hines, otherwise probably just put on Hines. is that the way we're sort of treating that this week
1: Oh, I've currently got it on Cleary just for the matchup. I think he's, I think he's still going to play eighty minutes here. Like the, the uh, mm. Ivan's never really shown a tendency to rest him, but it's probably one to think about after Origin. See how guys, you know, if they take any heavy knocks, how they pull up. Um, we don't have to make a decision until eight pm Friday this week, so a bit of uh, extra time is is nice.
0: Yeah, I'll be well and truly slüssed by then. So hopefully I don't forget <laughs> um, <laughs> the Dragons. Uh, Tyrell Sloan, uh, continues his descent back into cash cow territory. Uh, Zach Lomax is an option, but probably not a great one. Uh, Ben Hunt named a backup with, uh, Solomon going back to the bench. Jack Bird out. Uh, baby hands us back. Uh, Billy Whew. Burns named Edge with Murdoch. I like that little noise. <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> with Murdoch Massilla named on the bench. Um, and has gone. Uh, Toby Couchman, one and done. Uh, Any thoughts here? Uh, Ryan, you want to give me your first little...
1: Um, Jacob Little season? Maybe. Probably not. No? No interest? Great game last week.
0: I I didn't say no interest. Um, My level of concern with him is around when Sullivan plays, the fact that Sullivan plays 20 to 25 minutes and that's just a little bit too many minutes being stolen from Little.
1: Yeah, because uh, it seems like the question um, this week in terms of hookers is like you've got the expensive ones, so you've got you know your Cook versus Marshall Kings, yeah. although you, and then you've got your Little versus Turpin, and can you really justify spending an extra what 130k on on Little over Turpin? Mm.
0: Well, unless you go somewhere in the middle and get a read
2: money <laughs> <laughs> from nowhere. Why good are you joke. laughing,
0: boys? Good, good Why job. are you laughing?
2: Oh, I, I don't dogs. know if they'd added him back to the app, have they? Get Blake the Brayley's.
0: No, mate, he was tired last week in round twelve against the dogs, but before that, 60, 46, and 53. Okay. He knew he was well, having he, a buyer coming up, so he's just a bit tired. So,
1: you have you have fun with Reebody, mate. I know you've got him in your head to head too.
0: I I not gonna lie, I did buy him for head to head. So <laughs> uh, right in time for the 17. It was great. It was so good. But yeah, I'm just saying he's there. He's he's in the app. Um,
1: yeah. <laughs> I've
2: just he is it. a player he that confirmed. exists. Yeah. Kept confirmed in the app. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just had had a quick check. Fact check.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if if we if we need to have this conversation as well, Wade Egan back is. Uh... Uh,
2: yeah, I had a what tiny look at Wade Egan. <laughs> then, he's been really <laughs> good in, stop- the, in the in the minute in the games where he hasn't. Uh, had a brain injury. <laughs> yeah, well, no,
0: that's that's a good start.
2: Yeah, the, the,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, it's tough, but it's tough I. The streets.
2: Yeah, I've, I think I've already got too many soft melon candidates in my team. I don't know if I can do another one. Yeah,
0: yeah. Head headgear all around. I mean, you get a headgear yeah. sponsorship, I reckon. With some oh, heart in my mouth style.
2: every time Ponga got oh, hit mate. in the head. Hey, it's like a magnet.
0: Yeah, yep. he is. They were the trying point. to knock him out.
2: Yeah, maybe they were. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't like him. I
0: don't know. No, no it's all right. It's probably because he's, you know. Okay.
2: Sua is, is a good option though. I think potentially 30... as well. Still, uh, is he? Um... Do, we, do
0: we like players carrying soft t- tissue injuries as a rule?
2: No. Okay.
0: Thank you. I'd really <laughs> like to complain about people with shit tattoos for thirty seconds. Go on. Like, what is up with pongas tattoos? They're just not great. Like you know, like I'm un, I'm, I'm, vi- I like I'm fine with tattoos or not tattoos, but like just get something that looks good. Like I don't even know what, what, what is, I don't know what he's trying for there.
2: Who's got the kinda... best and worst tattoos in the league? Do you think?
0: Oh, that's a little bit of an ask. But like, he, so he's got two wine glasses clinking on his left, on his right arm.
1: Oh, Does he? <laughs> he's classy, mate.
0: I'm looking at a photo of him right now. I can see. A, a, a tattoo of what looks like a Pokemon, two wine glasses clinking. Uh, just the word hate. hey, hey, h e y. I heart you and x o x. And he went to photo. Iggy
2: Park, mate. What can you expect?
0: Yeah, and like a checkered flag, racing f- flags. That's what I he's can see a, in the photo. He's he got a in. bit
2: of a sleeve, eh? I saw. It, as it's well. not
0: a sleeve, mate. It's just a bunch of tattoos that his mates tattooed on him when he was drunk and asleep. That's what it looks like.
2: It looks like no, somebody's on, been on drawing the other side, on him. on the other side. <laughs> it looks like somebody's been drawing
0: on him with a Nico pen while he was asleep, and he's fallen asleep after a house party. That's what his tattoos look like. Outside yeah. of the, the sleeve on the left arm,
2: which is just yeah, yeah, straight. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the one I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah. The other one is just yeah, uh, yeah like a Mac Demarco album great. or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. So just if you're gonna get a tattoo, get a good tattoo. Don't get a shit one. That's all I'm yeah. saying. Good stuff. All right, let's go to the
1: questions. Mark's tip <laughs> of the week. Get better tattoos.
0: My, that's my tip of the week: go and get a full arm sleeve that covers up all those tattoos that you got while somebody while you're asleep. My uh, my uh, my cousin actually uh, has a tattoo gun and does some of his own tattoos, and that's what that reminds me of.
1: Oh no! <laughs> yeah,
0: it's not great. So yeah, play on. All right, Ryan, you're answering. You're going to
1: ask the questions. Yes, sure. Let's get into it, mate. Lovely. All right. Um, well, let's kick it off with Rob. Rob, mate, you're the uh, resident Marzoo lover. Um, Nathan wants to know what's. What are our thoughts on Marzu? Um Is he the same as Edwards for a hundred
2: k less? Oh, he's really, really good. Um, I just—it's one of those ones where I can't give you what I think he's going to do because it's kind of just completely gone beyond what I thought he could do as a winger. Um, but. He, yeah, I guess so. Like, man, he's just got ridiculous base, uh, and has scored a lot of tries. One point one scoring rate this year. Mm. That's just crazy.
0: Yeah, Ponga um, loves to attack down that wing too. So, like, yeah, I think I would take Marju over I think Edwards, I would. but Marju doesn't play this week.
2: Yeah, yeah that's I think that's, that's the first,
1: real. Right? Yeah, it's the real annoying thing with this bird thing is the timing because like you could easily just jump into
2: a Ponga or even a Marju but because they don't play this week, it doesn't <laughs> help anyone. of
1: them are available.
2: Yeah. yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, I think come back to us next week, but don't buy him this week. Yeah,
1: We're, as a general rule, we don't recommend buying anyone on a buy. Yeah, um, if you're
0: really interested in a win fullback this week, we've given you a number of options, carous, meaning, etc.
1: Yep. Mark, James wants to know, for overall, is Haas a sell? And if so, who would you pivot to?
0: Um, I don't think so, uh, because uh, the large majority of... The options suck. Uh, oh yeah, if you got Horsborough, Harris, DeBellin, all of those guys are good. But I mean, outside of that, and Hopgood, you know. But I mean, outside of that, unless you want to, unless you want to shift him to like you know Bateman or something like that, or IPAP and and put you know two hundred k in the bank. But I'm not sure that I would be wanting to proceed without Haas. I can tell you, it was not very enjoyable in round 12, not having him.
2: Would you do uh, Haas up to Heinz?
0: Oh, no, round 11. Sorry, not 12. Um, I don't think I would be trading in Heinz this week, given he's going to miss 16, 17 and 19, assuming he's still playing origin for New South Wales.
2: Mm.
0: So he's actually worse than Haas.
2: But it's those, it's those weeks that you don't have him, that he hurts you.
0: Uh, I'll put it this way if I had Haas and Hines and was gonna sell one of them, it wouldn't be Haas.
1: Yeah. Interesting. All right. Um, Rob. Okay, a couple so both Rev and Man of the Hills here, they want to know about Reese Walsh. Um, they want to know is Walsh's sell with his buy schedule? And Man of the Hills ask, Is Walsh to Edwards living too dangerously?
2: Uh oh Walsh is almost a hit to hit buy, isn't he? Um, if we think he's going to back up, but I think we discussed that he may not back up this week. Um, in which case, yeah, I think, I don't, would you sell him? What's he going to miss? They missed the, they missed the 16, 19. Right. And then maybe, maybe 14, maybe 17, maybe 20, um, I doubt he. I doubt he misses all three of those. Mm. So, uh, I don't love selling him. I think he's playing really well. And, but, you know, if you're playing overall, I, I get it. I get wanting to sell him. Like, it's a lot of money to be on the. You know,
0: if if he's ruled out, you can always just move straight to Meany. Like, if he if he gets rested this week, yeah, that's a good option Meanie. actually. Or yeah. Karaz. they both play after.
2: Yeah. Good Let's point. Do that.
1: All right, well, let's jump into the question of the week here, boys. So we've got uh, Stu, Wade, Brenton, Isaac, Craig, everyone. They want to know Bateman versus Isaiah Papali'i. Can you get both of them? Would you get one? If you could only get one, who would you get? What are our predicted averages for them? And then someone's even thrown in Bateman versus Nikora or Nikora versus Bateman versus Isaiah Papali'i. So I I think maybe we need to rank all three of them in terms of... um, who will we get? Uh, and, yeah, um, Mark, starting with you, mate.
0: All right. Isaiah Papali'i, when he plays at least fifty, uh, sorry, 65 minutes on the edge uh, back row, 2021, 2022, 2023, his worst average out of those three is this season where he's averaging 55.1 in those parameters. His tri-scoring rates for those three years, 41%, 47%, 11%. So even though his try scoring has dropped to 25% of what it has been the last two years, he's still averaging in the mid-50s this year. Bateman, uh, limited amount of data on him, uh, but, you know, following the same parameters, his uh, 2019 season for the Raiders, he averaged 61, averaged 56 in his sort of bad, um, quote-unquote, year before he left uh and then in 2020 and then is now averaging 51.7 um i personally prefer to go with Papaliti because i think there's a lot of positive try scoring regression coming and or you know the average like the ceiling on the average is just so much higher on pap than it is on the other two i think Uh, but yeah i like i mean also uh i bought ipap and it hasn't been fun so far, but I think uh, that was just the one game where I bought him because I was scared of him not taking advantage of him, of not getting him against the Cowboys, and he was the only player to not take advantage. So, um, yeah, I think as the Tigers come good, he'll come good, and, and I think Pap is one of three for me. Um, I'd have Bateman second and Nicaragua
2: third. Rob, any uh, differing th- thoughts, sir? No, I quite like... Bateman, but then I saw that Papali'i is only like twenty K more. So um they've kind of their prices have kind of leveled out a lot more than I thought they had. Um so yeah, I would I would rank them the same as Mark. Um Nikura is like yeah, seems to be you seem to be paying pretty much full price for him. Um he's been really good, but I feel like you kind of wanted to get on earlier, which I never like. Uh, getting someone like that. So yeah, I think I'd have the same as um, Mm. Mark, but I have no issues with you buying uh, certainly properly or Bateman or both. um, If you can cover the edge uh, spot for 17. Don't get me wrong.
0: I'd love to have both. If you look at Nicaragua, though, like average since 2019, 47, 46, 49, 49, and then 56. And the large majority of that is try scoring and lack of, uh, demerits which you know that neither of those are sticky stats so i would be personally expecting some negative regression from nikara and positive regression for pup i'd actually mm.
2: rather have teague wilton than nikara if i'm honest really yep
0: is he playing 80 still yep
2: yeah he's he's really good option if if you but again has a weak round 17 by so
0: mm. his demerits are up a fair bit he's up like 1.2.5 demerits per game on last year in the same sample, um, which is, and his attacking stats are down by like six points per game, but his negative stats are, uh, but his base is up um, in mm. the same minute. It's, it's kind of a weird thing actually. Um, it is interesting.
2: I was just looking at him um, the other day as well. Cause I was kind of looking at edges that play uh, yeah. the device. Um yeah, it's just a, it's interesting. There's lots of different options that we yeah. probably wouldn't ordinarily be considering, but the spy might, round schedule. Uh, I might play a
1: little bit of devil's advocate, and I'm not sure this is the way I'm going to go, but I might make the case for abatement over Isaiah Papaliti just for a little bit of argument's sake. So um, okay. I, I think it's fair to say that the Tigers aren't necessarily using probably the same way the Eels were last year in terms of try scoring. So uh, both um, IPAP and Bateman only have one try this year. Um, IPAP, even though he doesn't have that many tries this year, he does have two try savers. He only had one last year, and he's also averaging one turnover tackle per game. He had five in uh, total between round two and round four. So, I think there could even be a little bit of regression coming there, which could potentially offset um, big attacking plays. Obviously, that average is going to go up if he does get big attacking plays. But I think potentially in this Tigers team, just the way they play, you may need someone who creates attacking stats for themselves because they don't have the quality of half. To feed them, feed them like them Moses, before. like Moses was feeding Papali'i yeah. last year, and Bateman is a crab runner. Like he loves to tackle, like do those little crab runs, um, get a shitty mm. tackle bust, and throw an offload at the end of it. So you mean um, a,
0: a high quality tackle bust?
1: Exactly. So and yeah. like just looking at Papali'i compared to Bateman uh, in in that regard, like Bateman is averaging what like nearly two offloads a game. I think when he plays at least seventy minutes this year, so. Yeah, like that's that's I, I think maybe the argument for Bateman over Pubali, e, but again, I don't think there's a bad option here, and I think I'm going to go with Bateman. In, I've, I've got Pubali e in my overall team. I think I'm going to go with Bateman in my head-to-head team, just for you know, split the risk,
2: and also just because Bateman's fun to watch, and I'd like to own him. So
0: yeah, Oh, I like it.
2: Mm. All right, so there's the yeah, argument. I, I I think it's a I think it's a really like one A one B situation. Um yeah and, yeah yeah cool. All right. when, Get on both. When, when,
0: who brings your heart more joy when you watch them is probably the right answer to the question. Do you want A Absolutely. or B?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Dom wants to know: Is it round sixteen quite
2: tough, or is it just me? Um, well, I don't yeah, think it's, it's tough.
0: It sucks. It sucks, yeah. eggs.
2: It's almost. Yeah. Do we want to really worry about it too much?
0: Yeah, but if everybody else feels that way,
2: <laughs> it could I be know, new. I know. But if you're if you're like bringing in a guy that you know isn't a keeper or isn't like a cashy, then are you just making your team worse for the sake of one round?
0: Oh, well, it depends how you do that.
2: Yeah. I I don't know. I feel like if we get, if we get keepers or like cut price keepers that, you know, show themselves up like for the, for the mid position, for example, like we all want Nelson to be a keeper, but if he gets hurt again, if it, you know, he gets a 40 or whatever. Like I'm sure I I know there's other options in the, in mid, in the mid and round 16, but do we want to bring in someone that's just like a cut below? I I guess Fisher Harris is a good example. Like we're hoping that he is that option, you know, but he might just get 45.
0: Yeah, no, I, Mm. I I think, yeah, like, yeah, it's kind of the same question about Nat Butcher and, Josh King and all these sorts of guys is like they're sort of fringe guys that aren't really keepers. But, you know, if they give you 51 points for five weeks versus another guy who gets you 54 points for three weeks, then then they're way better. So you really just got to work out your structure and work out how it sort of fits really is is the –
1: well, this is a good segue, I guess, into the next question of the week. The most, pop- second most popular question. Uh, Felix, Morgan, Rich, Lance, Ben—they um, all want to know about round sixteen mids. Uh, you know, like they ask, how do you pick good mid cover for that round? That makes sense and isn't purely for buy cover. Um, like, is it better to have a red dot than trade someone who's likely not a keeper? Um, they all want to know who the best mid cover for that buy is. And, and before I throw it to you guys, I'll just say what uh, Lucy's team's doing for her overall. Um, So I think she's going to run with uh, just two mids with Hopgood and potentially uh, Fainu um, if he's named on an edge again mm. next week. And r- rather than going looking for these guys who I'll potentially have to trade out again um, once Origin's over, just I'll, I'll cop one red dot for a week and just run with Hopgood, with Fainu, and then Bateman and Papali'i in the edge.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's basically almost exactly the same as me. I, I've i already got Fish, so I'm going to have him plus Hopgood, and I'm looking at Turbo to Fainu or Burbo to Fainu next week, uh, and then I'll have IPAP and Ellie Katoa. So. Hmm. Um,
1: yeah, and they, I, sp- as some, some of them have specifically I mean, mentioned round 16 mids, uh, Naz, Clemmer, Fisher-Harris, and Nat Butcher as well that you brought up already. Yeah, Nat's well,
0: yeah, 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 fine. And yeah, and I was going to say Clemmer I like. Yeah, Clemmer yeah, I like. Um, I mean Panguy if he's has a brain explosion and isn't named for round two could be really interesting. Josh oh no, never mind, I was gonna say Josh Papaliti, but he's um, he's on a buy. Yeah. Um yeah, no, nah, there's not it's not a lot. It's not
2: great. Do you know who would have been good? Jake Granville. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did he not get the jewel?
2: No, he did. He did. But he I did. sold him.
0: <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, and then he yeah, got he his best be... score of the round. Yeah. Of the year. I mean, okay. Ha- Harrison Edwards maybe is a, you know, I don't know what's going to happen there in terms of that starting bench, you know, switcheroo. We're a McGreg.
2: Yeah. Oh. See, Ryan's got the best one and he doesn't even care about. <laughs> Did you forget <laughs> about we're a
0: McGregor? Is he in Lucy's
2: team?
1: No, he's not. He's only in my no. head team. Oh, yeah. It's
2: done. so funny. It's so funny. You've got <laughs> like the unicorn round 14, uh, round 16 mid um, cash cow. Um, yeah. Is Finu. Coming back to him, do we think that he's gonna? How many rounds is he going to be playing? Because when oh, is uh, the slug bet
1: I think it's the same proposition as what Burbo was like. Because yeah. uh, Fainu only needs to average. I mean, this is one for next week, but he only needs to average forty for three weeks to make one hundred and fifty k. So yeah, yeah um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think good. he's worth he really reason. good.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna he be pulling the trigger on that. I'm pretty sure.
2: What about him? Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, nah, that's that's some interesting ones there. Um, yeah. Play on Ryan.
1: All right. Uh, Rob Harry here. He wants to know Jacob Host
2: and Zach Hosking to Little and Isaiah Papali'i, Would you do that? We haven't touched about touched on host. I've seen a few people wanting to sell him. Is this break even like in the mid-thirties or so? Is yeah, Isaiah pa- just- hang
0: on, can we just compartmentalize this question? Is is Hosking to Papali'i. Are we sure that's an upgrade?
1: Has Hosking been playing
2: eighty recently? I don't know. No, you, you, no, you're yeah. the Hosking, no. but Hosking I'm not plays. anymore.
0: I sold him in. I sold him like <laughs> round ten or something. Oh,
2: okay, but he plays sixteen.
0: Uh, yeah, he he hasn't played eighty since round nine, mm. and, but and he got only 56. one and only one since round seven. Yeah, he's he's just been cranking out like a high
2: ppm. Big ppm guy.
1: Yeah, I think that's. I don't know. If if you don't think Hosking's going to be playing eighty, I think it's probably safe to trade him. Like to me, that fifty five or that big score in sixty minutes is more of the outlier than
2: what you're going to expect from him average wise long term. He
0: he got another big score.
1: Yeah, he
2: did a sixty five and, and sixty nine as well. Um,
0: yeah, and then a forty three. It just seems like a non
2: urgent well. kind of sell. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because his break, I think he can hit his break even in sixty minutes. Um. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, potentially against the Dragons. like. But, uh, but is is Papaliti going to get a
0: lot more than that? Uh, I don't know. Well, I thought he was going to. Yeah, I'm not convinced that that trade needs to be made this week. Uh, but, um, yeah. And they're playing host, the Dragon. To, host to Little is probably a 20-point upgrade.
1: Would you go host to Turpin over Little?
0: Yeah. Uh, would you?
1: Yeah, I would.
2: Mm, Interesting. Cheaper.
0: I think it's a ten. I think, I think, I think there's probably ten points between Little and Turpin.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but just whether you can spend that, what is it, hundred and forty k better? Mm. Yeah, that's about that's about right. It's it dep- if you got if you got heaps of money and you want somebody you can definitely rely on week in week out. I would prefer Little to Turpin. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, if you if you can use that hundred k better, I'm fine with Turpin
1: all right well let's jump into another popular question uh jason callum homebrew dan um they all they're all asking about hookers so uh some of them already have robson uh they want to know is it worthwhile doing grant to cook or marshall king or is it better to hold um is it you know is it you know cook versus jmk versus little little versus turpin um so I think we answered the little versus Turpin question. So I guess, Mark, I know you were looking at Marshall King, like Cook versus Marshall no, King. I'm not,
0: mate. I've, I've never looked no. at Marshall King in my life, mate. You,
1: you yeah. mentioned
0: him? You it's mentioned no. <laughs> I've never looked at him, not once.
2: <laughs> is he in the app? Who could say? No, um, I,
0: I, I've yet to confirm definitely whether he's in there.
2: <laughs> he's, he's certainly in the draft app. I don't know if they've added him to a classic. Um, so how many rounds is Grant missing? Well, round thirteen, sixteen, nineteen. Well, he's already and missed he, thirteen, so
1: that doesn't matter well. from yeah. now on. Okay, so round sixteen, nineteen, and then if he ever gets a rest at some point,
2: is it? What? I don't think I would sell him. Me no, on.
0: he's he's comfortably the best hooker at
2: the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can't see any
0: scenario where I'd be selling Harry Grant.
2: I just think there's there's uh, there's ways to get cheap hookers now that we haven't really had yet. The and
0: the only the only one you need is around 19. That's right. And, you know... If like you've got there's, Robson. There's, so many things can happen between now and then.
2: Mm.
1: Yep. <coughs> um, so next uh, po- popular question. Uh, so Mitch, Gerald, Perry, Bilson, um, they all want to know about Origin backups, Rob. So they say, you know, who do we expect to back up after Origin? Um, how worried are we about Walsh, Haas, and Cleary being last-minute rests? Which Origin players should we hold?
2: during this period. Rob, what do you think? That's a good question. Um, Mark, how many Origin guys do you think is a good amount to have or a comfortable amount that you feel? I, okay I, don't, I don't know if that's
0: the right question.
2: <laughs> I've got um... three. So I've got Fafida, Haas, and Cleary. Um, and I think Haas is going to play reduced, but not like devastatingly reduced minutes. Yeah, like um, 50 to 55. I yeah. think Cleary is going to miss one game. I think Luai and Cleary will both get a rest at some point. Um, mm. And for I don't know. I don't know if Fafita will. Maybe he will. Um, but I'm going to keep him anyway because he's the best edge and it's not even close. So. Uh, yeah. If Cleary's think...
0: going to miss a game for mine, I think it'll be um, round 17 against the Knights. Yeah.
2: Um
0: but for the record, I think that Cleary's just gonna miss like round twenty five or twenty-six. Like I think they'll yeah. just
2: play him yeah. the whole way through. Because so. I think Ivan doesn't love resting guys. It's no. I think it's the kind of gut, uh the big minute middles that you wanna worry about, you know, like your cotters yeah. and your um Yeah, ca- I'm I'm more worried uh, about
0: Carrigan, Carrigan just got dropping down to like fifty minutes. But, like, okay, so just running through the games, Tigers don't have any origin players aside from Appy, who I expect he probably plays, like, 50 minutes and Simpkin plays, like, 30, but nobody's got Appy. Hudson Young I'm expecting sort of pretty similar, maybe, you know, the large majority of the minutes. They say that it's easier to turn around the two days after than it is to turn around on the Saturday. Um, sort of
1: just necessary for Young to play because they don't have anyone else. Co-
0: correct. Yeah. Warriors, obviously not missing anybody. Dolphins already rested Tom Gilbert and Hammer. Don't have to worry about that. For Feeder, the Titans really don't have an option to, to rest for Feeder. but, you know, he might be a 60-minute instead of 80. Um, and I expect Tino to probably back up because he's just an absolute unit. Um. Sharkies obviously have Hines, probably not going to be rested. Carrigan, the Broncos, we've already spoken about. Lindsay Collins is probably a candidate for a rest, but nobody's got him. Teddy either plays or doesn't play, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to have to play. Um, and then the Cowboys and Panthers guys play on Sunday. So, uh, I mean.
1: And then what about uh, Pangai yeah. and Oh,
0: uh, I think they'll both play pending injuries. Same. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I don't think.
2: And it's typically right? like looking at all of the origin players and all of the rounds that they play afterwards, mm. just like have a look at when they play um, and kind of just have a gut call. I, I don't know. Someone like Teddy might miss one, but you know, it depends. Ross Roosters haven't been that good. So
0: maybe no, they can't afford play.
2: it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm more expecting like things like, you know, like say Tyson for in round 17, i am expecting playing reduced minutes.
1: Yeah, you know, actually. that's Go to play one. like
0: 55 minutes, that sort of stuff.
1: That's an interesting one because, like, as a head-to-head player, I'm strongly looking at trading Frizzell this week. Um, obviously, I'll see how game one goes because if he doesn't play game two, then it's no dramas. But, like, the it's, Knights play Saturday 3 p.m. Um, after game two and they play Friday 8 p.m. after game three, which is, I think, danger signs for Tyson Brazil. So, yeah, I'm, I'm mm. actually looking at moving him on myself. Yep. Okay. Um, all right. So, Mark, scooped us footy here from the uh, Jamie Brown podcast. So oh, Scoopy. scoopy Doo. Firstly, he just says, look out, Mark, only 33 points behind him in the Battle of the Pods League now. Oh, but, mate. Um, I would be more, more worried about
0: me overtaking Eddie than you overtaking me, mate, but...
1: That's all right. <laughs> he also, but he's actually got a question for you. Um, he wants to know okay. how many how many mids are missing for round sixteen. So I guess how many red dots in the mids for round sixteen is too many with all the big names out. He's thinking about trading Payne Haas to Isaiah Papali'i.
0: Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not going to have Payne Haas anyway. Um. So yeah. Like, I mean, I'm going to have three green dots. I think, but you know, one of them will be Fainu and, you know, like I'm going to I'm gonna probably be missing somebody somewhere else. So at some point you're going to have to have a red dot. <laughs> so mm. just lean into it a little bit, particularly if you're chasing me, the more red dots the better. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good advice. All right, Rob, um, uh, Lance, he says, uh, key order gents. He's an overall player. He's got nikorima Hines, Johnson and Cleary. He's thinking about moving Nico Hines to Dylan Brown as by cover, but worried he won't be able to get Heinz back in.
2: Um, there, Rob? Yeah. that That's the kind of, we touched on this slightly earlier. It's those like in between rounds that I'm really worried because I don't have Heinz. Um, and it's one of those ones that like every time he plays, you know, he can get 80 without even doing anything. Nico Heinz, like he's phenomenal. Mm. Um, so, I think if you're selling him, you absolutely want to be able to get him back. But as Mark said earlier on the pod, he is missing three of the next six. So that's quite a lot of money to be sitting around doing nothing for those three weeks. Um, And Dylan Brown, I think I like as an option. Um, But I think you want to definitely be having a plan to get him back in round 20, Um, Mm. which is really hard to do. Because it's, it's not a or... it's,
1: Yeah, well, it's, I guess it's not a trade we're doing this week anyway with Brown on a buy and Hines pretty likely to back up. So maybe you want to yeah. look at round 16.
2: Um, yeah, is there a path that you'd bring in this week for Nico?
1: I don't think so because um, no. it seems pretty likely Nico is going to back up. I can't imagine his minutes are going to be too much. I wouldn't be want to, wanting to sell Nico Hines before round 16 personally.
2: No. Yeah. And even then it's... Well, it's 16, 17, go, yeah. 19, isn't it, that he misses? That
1: exactly right, yeah. Um, Mark, Sam here, he wants to know, is it too early to trade Sean Johnson? He's got no half around 16, and he's looking at going down to Jerome Hughes and use the 100K to upgrade Isaiah Katoa.
0: No way.
2: Don't no do way that.
0: You've got, you got two weeks to go yet to solve that problem,
2: mate. Just Don't worry trade about... Katoa to Aluapu. Uh,
0: yeah, six
1: up,
2: 19. Done. And Done. then, yeah, and then... Just keep Sean. He's playing nineteen, and he'll be fine.
1: Yeah, no, I like it. Uh, Rob, uh, what do we got here? So, Dad, a Duffin. He's uh, getting in. Jake
2: Turpin. Who should he trade out? Cody Nickarima or Jackson Ford? Oh, I think is more likely to lose cash. Not Katoa, Nick or oh, Nicarima or Ford. Oh, Nickarima or Ford? Ford. The cream is yeah. break-even slower. Um, so, yeah. Yep. Um,
1: Mark, Simon wants to know, is Teddy a hold?
0: Is Teddy a hold? Yes, I think yeah. so. Yep.
2: Got to be. Is Teddy uh, a buy?
0: Uh, mm. Oh, that. Mm, mm, mm.
2: If you're overall bye. player, probably not, no. Um, do you think he's just going to miss the origin rounds or do you think he's not going to? It depends how he pulls up. It,
1: it's tough to say because, like, it's easy for us to say now, yeah, he's, he's playing Sunday, he's going to play. It's a you know, decent enough turnaround. But, like, if he gets a bit of a rolled ankle or picks up a knock or something, because he, like, mm. he does have to play 80 minutes of intense footy. So you, I don't think you can write that off. Yeah, we'll wait and see. Yeah. Um, Rob Corn wants to know, what are we doing with
2: Katoa and Jacob Host? Uh, Katoa, I assume Isaiah Katoa, uh, sell, mm-hmm. urgent sell. He's top of the eat list for me. Um, and host, I don't think it's urgent. Um, Thirty-three break-even. He's starting. He should play like fifty to sixty minutes. Uh, but you can sell him if you want to. I got no issues with selling him. Um, I feel like he didn't make as much money as we thought he would. You can also keep him. He needs like some forties and fifties, eh, to kind of keep his price, get his price going, and they just haven't really come.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to be getting rid of Jacob Post. Dude, Do does Lucy have him? She does. Yes.
0: <laughs> I also He's have served, him, and I'm and I'm yeeting him like a yeah, lot, he, like yeah, really. I think he served I his
2: purpose. Not having him means that I'm, you know, don't have a foot in the fight, a dog in the fight. So. We got his crappy uh, 20 points in round 13, and he's done his job. All right.
1: Um, so here's an interesting question. CJ wants to know, out of the three of us, so it's a question for the group here, if uh, Billy Slater was on the phone, who would be most likely to lace up the boots? All
0: right.
2: Who's well, throwing on a maroon give it, jersey? Give,
0: it, give, give us your athletic resume.
2: Uh, oh, I was, I've ne- so I've played rugby league. I played rugby league for one year. Uh, oh, you're already miles in front of me. <laughs> when I was, <laughs> I was um like I don't know I haven't met you blokes, but I, I I'm not like a massive guy, you know. <laughs> um, and I played like hooker, and I played against I played in an open weight division when I was 12, and everyone else was like 80 kilos, and I was probably 45, 50. Dri- dripping wet <laughs> and i couldn't rebound. get rid of it i couldn't get rid of the ball fast enough um but it was really fun um that's my rugby league resume other than that it's just like soccer football um i i don't know i could probably do a job on the wing or something but i yeah i don't i don't know ryan's a pretty big bloke so i'd, I'd want to know his resume
1: well, of the th- of the three of us, I'm the only one who hasn't blown their knee out, so I feel like that makes me uh, top. Of the oh list. yeah, and I have
2: <laughs> yeah, and I have uh, only one knee. So,
1: Mark, are you answering the call, mate? Uh
0: mate, I would for a Queensland jersey, I would do anything. Um, but if Queensland was serious about getting the dub, they wouldn't be ringing me.
1: I reckon I could do the uh, Josh Papali role, you know, like the ten minutes to start yeah. the game, mate. If,
0: if Dynamis louis can play state of origin you can yeah
1: for sure yeah, absolutely all right
0: outside I'm... outside center ryan the outside center he's he's got the job on latrell <laughs> this week oh
1: no mate I, i'm as big as some of those blokes i'm just not nearly as fit that's the problem um <laughs> <laughs> all right uh rob uh, what do we got here uh, CJ and Christian, they both want to know, is Pisami Solo a buy? So he's one we touched on. Uh, would you buy Pisami Solo? Oh,
2: I can't remember where we got to with Pesami Solo. Um, we think he's better for head-to-head maybe, right?
1: Well, he doesn't play round 16, which is the real spanner in the works.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he's, a, I think he's a, the best buy at that price. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of like thinking like why not
1: just wait a week and get Fenu. like cheaper, yeah. same position, plays around 16. Play 16,
2: yeah. I think head-to-head, yeah. head, yes, but not overall.
1: All right, um, all right. so the question we all look forward to of the week. So, Dale, he's got his uh, his weekly fight question. He wants to know, Ryan, who wins in a fight between Tohu Harris, the rating champion, or your new favourite player, Wiramu Greg. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, this is t- you know. I don't know if you boys have seen on the socials, but um, the the players are starting to take this uh, fight crowd seriously. Like the the Warriors had a, a MMA fighter in. Rob, you probably would have seen this. They had like a, a UFC fighter in, in training the other week,
2: and then the yeah, Storm had having, one. Um, always having wrestlers. Israel yeah, yeah he's a MMA guy.
1: And the, and the Storm had one in as well, and then oh, um, and me. then oh geez, and then uh, Tim right, Zoo.
0: excuse me, don't <laughs> no, don't mind me, boys.
2: And, and then uh, Tim the
1: <laughs> and uh, Tim Zoo was in New South Wales camp, so like obviously a lot of these blokes are all taking this very seriously. But no, look, um uh, no, look, it, it's Wiramu Greg. He, he's just got a block on his head. I reckon mm. he's uh he's a real workhorse too. You know, I think Wiramu Greg's going to take the crown here from Tohu. He's got the youth on him. He's, he's similar size. And uh, yeah, he's, he's he's got a block on his head. I reckon he'd take a few punches to go down too. So yeah, where are a Greg? New champion, new champion. Nice. Yeah, a few boys. Love it. All right, Mark, um, get ready for the uh, the the Mark Hot round here. So this is the uh, the lightning round of, of marks. Yep. All okay. Right. Mark Mark wants to know. He's trading out Bird and Cheese. He's got 1.3 million to get a hooker and a center. Who are you getting? He's already got Lemuelu. Bird.
0: And cheese, so 1.1 million for a hooker in a
1: centre? 1.3 to get a hooker in a centre. He's already got Lemuelu.
0: Okay, well, okay, well, uh, one minus. So Manu seems the obvious one, but then that leaves us a little bit short on a gun hooker. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if the answer at that time is... Oh, we can't do Campbell Graham either.
1: Is it Jacob Little?
0: Well, it's it's Jacob Little and Manu or is it Talakai and Cook or Marshall King pick your preference?
1: Mm. All right. Um, another Mark wants to know, uh, Isaiah Katoa and Cheese to Carl Olawapu and Isaiah Papali'i? Lovely. And the last Mark of the week, this is probably more of a general question for all of us, actually. Um, So Mark here, he wants to know, based on your current rank and team, A, what is your realistic goal for classic ranking, so your overall ranking at the end of the year, and what would you consider a failure? Mark, starting with you. Um,
0: So I am currently 183rd overall uh, with 12 trades before trades this week in a team value of, uh, 13.7 million. Uh, I am aiming at the top 100. Um, so anything with two numbers in it given, I, I think number one might be a little bit out of reach given I know who's in first and he's fantasy pedigree, And I'd be very shocked if I managed to run down 400 and something points on him. But, yeah, top 100 for me, which will be comfortably, easily my uh, best finish. Uh, at this stage, I think anything outside the top 500 would be an, uh, just a massive failure for me given the planning and, and good start that I had.
1: And, uh, Rob, mate, you've had uh, a foot in each camp head-to-head an overall season. Where have you landed? What's your uh, goal here
2: for a Classic? Um, I think I've settled on just being a relatively good uh, well, hopefully a good overall team that does well in head-to-head. That's kind of where I've got to. Um, so oh, no, I'm currently... Rob. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm playing overall. I'm playing overall. Rob, and, and, uh...
0: Rob, come on, mate. What? <laughs> <laughs> you you, you finished. I'm just going to sit here and silently judge you.
2: Yeah, I know. I know. It's just that I, yeah, I just started slightly better than I thought I would. And then I was like, oh God, now I'm going to have to play overall. And then I've had to think about the buys and I've actually really enjoyed it. Like I've been talking to a lot of different blokes that play, have played overall before. And I've kind of gone, this is actually quite interesting, this stupid little chess puzzle that is uh, overall that I've never done before. Um, So, Yes, I'm going to do overall, and if I, I'm not going to win the her Locker, but I'm coming 10th or 11th or something. Unless, it, I don't know. It, it might happen, but we shall see. Um, anyway, I'm coming 268th overall with 13.7 million and 15 trades before trades this week. Um, and uh, I, w- I my best ever overall was 2019 when I got like 240th or something. So I would quite like to beat that. That's my goal.
1: Nice. Well, hopefully you'll say, if you stick to overall, you might get there. Um, <laughs> uh, for me, I guess I'll just talk about Lucy's team because my personal head-to-head team went from the top 200 to barely inside the top 2000 (laughs) last week after just yeah don't care about overall but um yeah lucy's currently sitting in 92 overall with 15 trades left before doing anything this week so um i I think a realistic goal has to be top 100 and anything outside the top two to 300 I'd, i'd consider a failure from here i think um just considering the position i'm in and my best ever finish was 2020 when there was zero buy rounds because head-to-head uh, and overall there was no difference in strategy. And I finished like 22nd or something like that. So, I, I think if I could beat that, that would be the like high-end awesome goal, I think. All right, Rob. Rob, mate. Lockie wants to know, Ochenbohr or Jacob Carraz? who's your Bulldogs wing fullback? Oh, uh, I'm going to go Karaz. Um, Mark, Gene wants to know, is Tupadura a buy?
0: Uh, I don't think so.
1: Nah, probably not. Is he still on the bench? No, he's starting lock, but Radley's gone for,
2: what, a couple of weeks. Ah, uh, yeah. And then he might go back to the bench, right? Because he's... they got too many back rowers on the bench, the Roosters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob, Jerry wants to
1: know, is the answer just Bird to Penicini? Um, I think it would be if Pennicini was playing this week, wouldn't it? <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah. has been awesome. I saw an impassioned debate that Pennassini should be playing Origin rather than Crichton. And I think that it might be right. Um but uh yeah, he's been awesome, Pennasini. Mm.
1: All right. Uh Mark, Luke wants to know, he's got a couple of questions here. Uh he wants to know, is it worth doing and this is interesting, haas to Joseph Tarpany to start with. Um over this origin period, like is is that a good way to bank 200k and get it?
0: Mm, I think we sort of, of half discussed half discussed that on Sunday. I'm I'm open to that.
1: Because mm. like Tuffany's is going to be very good for the next coming weeks, isn't he?
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: All right. Um, and you just asked about the best hooker cover option, but we sort of touched on all the hookers already. Um. Rob, Ezra wants to know, should I upgrade Dylan Brown to Nico Hines or get in Matt Burton or trade out Matt Burton instead? He's already got Cleary.
2: Um, No, don't trade Brown because he covers 16 and 19, which is essential uh, unless you're head-to-head. What was it? Otherwise trade Burton?
1: Yeah, trade out Burton to Hines, uh, but he also plays 16 and 19.
2: Yeah, he does. So I would do neither of those. Um, Do you need a half this week? Um, Because Brown's out? Possibly. I mean, why why would you want to trade Burton? I don't know. Yeah. No, don't do that. Burton's been fine, right? Yeah, he's been good.
1: Uh, I think he's got a five-round average of about 55 or something like
2: that. Yeah, he's got a couple of 60s in there. Um, So, yeah, I don't think I'd want to sell either of those guys, if I'm honest.
1: Yep, I agree. Uh, Mark, Rory, and Kaya—they both, both want to know the best center option to replace Jack Bird is uh, Bird a sell to start with, and the best option to buy.
0: Hang on, can we do that again without the uh, the Bulldogs supporter revving the engine in the background?
1: Who was that? Was that in uh, Brisbane or Sydney? Sydney. I, I live Sydney. near uh, I live near the Bulldogs fans, mate. Whenever the <laughs> uh, Whenever it rains, they they love doing donuts at, at the roundabout near my place. Um. <laughs> um. Rory and Kyle, they both want to know, Mark. The best center option to replace Jack Bird, and they also want to know, is is Bird a sell?
0: Yes, he's a sell, and get Lemuelu or Manu if you can. Beautiful. two.
1: Beautiful. Um, Rob, so Ricardo here, he's got nine trades left. Uh, He's got a few fires. He's got Jake Granville, Isaiah Katoa, Burbo, and Jacob Host. His question is, should I be conservative with trades and just cop some Ls over this period, or should I, you know, or should he move some of these guys on?
2: I think you can hold Granville because um, he did well last week, so his break-even will be low. He's got mid now, so he'll play around 16 and cover the mid position, which is tough. Um, but the rest of those blokes that you said, what was it? Host and Bird? Katoa. Katoa, yeah. I think you'd want to sell Katoa. He's the most urgent, um, and I'd be selling him even if I had nine trades. Um, Mm. But the rest of them, yikes. Like, you need to be holding trades now um, if you have only nine trades left. Uh, So it's... it's uh, Yeah, if you're thinking about bringing in a cash cow, it's really two trades, right? So you want to be trying to get keepers or um, cash outs. Uh, You're going to be getting more trades after round 20, but... um, yeah, you want to be not burning four trades per week because that's only going to get you two weeks um, and there's a long way to go until around 20. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think Katoa down is nice, um, but I'd be keeping Granville in your situation.
1: Yeah, it's sort of one where, like, uh, I, I don't think you need to be conservative to the point where you're going to ruin like, to the detriment of your team where, like, if you didn't have trades, it would be just as bad. Um, I, you just need to be smart with the remaining trades you've got now, like Rob that's said. That's right. Um. All right. Ah, oh, Mark, the uh, the star of the show. He's back. Our our good friend, good friend of the show, Bacon Lord. He's yeah, there. I saw
0: Bacon Lord's question come through. I didn't actually see the question. I just saw his name come through, and my heart sung a little bit.
1: Yeah, he's he's the best. All right. So he's he's looking at doing uh, Jack Bird, Sean Johnson, and uh, Ben Trebovic to Naz, oh, Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I already don't like the Sean Johnson trade, but okay.
1: Okay, well, he's looking at getting in Naz, Isaiah. You're not going to like it any more, but he's looking at getting uh, Naz, Isaiah Papali'i, and Griffin Neem.
0: No, well, all right. So let's just start with Burbo. Like, if you need a player, if you need a green dot this week, my suggestion is to go to Katoa, not uh, not Katoa, to uh, Coates, not Griffin Neem. You can move Bird on, but I, I wouldn't be excited about Naz. Um, I'd be more inclined to go with uh, Ellie Katoa or someone. And was there a green dot there? Sean Johnson, just keep him. Yeah. So keep Sean Johnson, Ellie Katoa and Xavier Coates, I think is your way to go.
1: Yeah, I think he's looking at Neem because he's been quite good over the last what three games he's played. But I guess with Tom Lola coming yeah. back. Oh, go, yeah,
0: yeah just the troops away. are coming back, mate. Just, yeah, just give that a, give that a red hot
1: wide yep. berth for now. Uh, Rob, Rory wants to know the best option, and he hasn't specified position here. So, best option under 507k? A
2: little? Yeah. Probably. Little? Probably a um, little? Yeah. I can't think of anyone else. Turpin, maybe.
1: Yeah. It's not a whole lot of great options in that price bracket, is there? Oh, Carrez? Yeah. Depends what you need, mate. Yeah. Uh, but I think little's probably our number one, isn't it? Uh, okay, Mark. So Jonah here. He's he's a head to head player. Jonah here's a head to head player, but he's got a he's got a bloke in his in his team very close to your heart. He wants to know your thoughts on holding Ryan Madison. No, sell him. Sell him? Did you? Ditch him?
0: When the when the Eels gave their injury report this week. Uh they discussed all the players that were expecting back and the only injured player's name they didn't say is Ryan Madison. I would be oh, no. very concerned that his uh injury is gonna be not long term, but longer term than what you think it's gonna be.
2: Was it a calf injury? Yeah. Yeah they linger. They do.
0: Yeah. It could be it could be round nineteen. You know, like it's yeah, I, I would be yeah, I would be not in a hurry to hold on to him. Yep. I'd be moving on good, eh? anyone. Hop good. You know, any one of the previously discussed good options.
1: Yep. Um, all right. Rob, James here. He says up the WARS. Up the and, and he wants a yeet list from you, mate. He's got
2: Isaiah Katoa, Jacob Host, Jack Bird, Jackson Ford. Oh, uh, in order of urgency... Oh, the problem is you can do more with Jack Bird. Uh, I'm going to say Katoa, Bird, um, host. Who's the other one? Ford. F- oh, no, I'm going to go Ford second. I'm going to go Katoa, Ford, as most likely to lose money, Bird, then... I forgot the other one. Host, <laughs> host, I'd uh, be the most comfortable keeping, host, unless yeah. you can hold like, but no, nah, just sell Bird, I think.
1: Yeah, I guess the advantage they all have over Bird is they they're playing this week, in a
2: week where three teams are on a buy. That's right, but Bird, yeah, he's just too much money to be sitting around. Yeah. I think.
1: Yep. Um, all right, Mark Trev here. He needs a wing fullback. He's looking at doing. Uh, Bobo to Ockenbore, or does he just sell Jack Bird?
0: Just sell Jack Bird.
1: Yeah, that's the answer. All right. Rob. Meltson here wants to know, after a score on the weekend, is Rob officially the head of the Couchman fan club?
2: (laughs) Oh, no. I sold him uh, an annoying amount of time ago, Um, and he would have been such a nice 50 points last week. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, sure. You know, he's gone back to reserve grade now, but um, I still like it. <laughs> well,
1: speaking of uh, presidents of fan clubs, we've got Kieran here. He's the uh, president of the Jacob Little fan club. I'm I'm the vice president. Kieran's the bloke who put me onto him in the preseason. Um, so he he's, he wants to know because he's interested in getting Jaden Campbell, who we sort of touched on. Um, He wants to know, is he a dangerous or an underrated buy, or should he just get Jacob Little? (laughs) I think the answer is just get Jacob Little there. Um, Oh, okay. Here's a question, Rob. um, You're a Tanner Boyd man. Uh, James wants to know, compared to foreign, is Campbell good, neutral, or bad
2: for Tanner Boyd? Uh, I think mm, he's... he's Jaden Campbell is uh, worse than foreign who does nothing oh but campbell doesn't kick at all really does he
1: yeah i I was thinking about this and i think for uh boyd's base i think campbell is neutral to good but i think for his overall scoring campbell could be bad compared to foreign just given he's he's gonna steal more uh, of the
2: running in that regard yeah i that's kind of what i was thinking um yeah, uh, Boyd. Boyd is annoying to me. I don't think he's, <laughs> I don't think he's good, but he's he's fine. And um, yeah, I'd be keeping him considering the buy schedule. Yep.
1: Uh, James also wants to know the best captaincy options for the week. So obviously we've got the obvious uh, Cleary versus Hines. Uh, Mark was on team Hines. I think I'm leaning towards Cleary at this stage, but. Um, boys, would there be any consideration to chucking it on uh, Joseph Tarpany if you had him, or Corey Horsburgh, or something like that? Given what we saw last week and how sticky, barely used his bench.
2: I quite like a Horsburgh vice captain this week. Mm. Yeah, bat. no, I'm, I'm 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 sticking with Hines. Straight bat.
1: Yeah, that's me. Yep. Very good. Um. Alright, uh Jaden, he's a head to head player. He's got uh he's looking at trading out Jack Bird and Isaiah Katoa to Adam Reynolds and Jacob Little, or is Turpin better? So I guess his question is Little or Turpin, who we've we've sort of discussed already. Um I think for head to head, Turpin is probably better. Um given he's only got yep. one buy left versus Jacob Little's mm. he misses what, round twenty, is it? Yes. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Now I think yeah. I like 100k plus the extra buy plus, you know. I guess the only thing is, yeah, little's kind of, quote unquote, safer. Yeah,
1: um, there's no, there's no time on his. Mm, on him, yeah, and he could token. end up
0: being a 70 plus minute gun if something happened to Sullivan or Hunt or I mean. Good point.
1: Go, Jacob Little. Um. All right. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Rob MLS here. He wants another yeet list from you, mate. Um. So, he, he's got Isaiah Katoa, K.O. Weeks, Tyrell Sloan, Jackson Ford, and Jack Bird.
2: Oh, man. Sloan's, <laughs> Sloan's going to be a buy soon, eh? <laughs> yeah. I think Sloan's a hold at this point. He's lost so much money. I think money. he's a hold. I think he's a hold. Um, I don't know. Referred earlier. Uh, who was the other person he had? Uh, weeks. Weeks. Oh, you've got weeks. Mark. You've got a hold weeks, weeks for round sixteen, wouldn't you? Yeah,
0: yeah. exactly. Around sixteen, he's so cheap, and then you can't sh- shovel him on after it. that. Yeah. yeah,
2: yep. I think the others are all sales, though.
1: All right, uh, let's bring it home. We're here. We're in the closing stages. So, uh, Mark Lucas here. He's got three hundred thirty-eight k in the bank. He's looking at doing uh, Ryan Madison, Ruben Cotter, and Lockie Miller out uh, for. Oh, so, okay, no. So he, yeah, so he's looking at trading those three guys out, um, with a shit ton of money in the bank. I, I guess who would be your main target? So he needs two mids and a wing fullback. So I guess he's got Manu already. So maybe Lemuelu, um, and two mids. Yeah, uh, who, who, who that, would be your two,
0: two um, mids? I, I don't really know, man. Like, it depends what you're – if you're playing overall. Like, I mean, like, you know, just from now on, like, foto good. is um, good. Dollar to – it's kind of a bit hard because there's not really.
1: Um, Harris. yeah Harris. He says he's a head-to-head player, so I guess that would make foto probably near
0: yeah, top of the list. Fod, yeah, foto um Yeah, even, like, Dave Vita or something. Like, 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 you know, like, you can go with any of those guys.
1: Um, yeah. All right. Uh what do we got left? So uh, Dan wants to know about dual position updates. So those are in now, aren't they? And uh, Yes, they are. So there's and there's been some interesting ones, I guess you could say. Um, Ryan Madison being being one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah, so, he's gonna yeah, be probably... a
0: great option if he's available in sixteen, he'll be awesome, but I don't I don't yeah. know if it's gonna be.
1: So the dual position updates this week, we've got Phoenix Crossland getting hooker, Raymond Vitalo Mariner getting mid, Scott Sorrison getting edge, Sean Russell getting centre, Ryan Madison getting edge, Jojo Fafita getting centre, Jake Granville getting mid, Bailey Simmonson getting centre, and Marcelo Montoya getting centre. So if uh, any of those help you, well done. Um, all right, Rob, Sean here, he wants to know, he's doing uh, Katoa and Bird out like most people. Um, he's looking at doing... To either to both uh, Naz and Fisher Harris, or is it better to go Isaiah Papali'i and someone sub 500k? So let's say Jacob Little. So would you go Naz and Fisher Harris, or Papali'i and Jacob Little?
2: Um, mm, it's just this fascination with round 16, isn't it? Mids. I don't. I wouldn't get Naz this week, I don't think. Uh, so I will say Papali'i and Little. Yeah, I think that's the way I'd go
1: too. Um, uh, Perry wants to know Mark's hot tip. Do you have something um, else? It? Oh man! Oh, oh, just don't, just get, don't get
2: shit tattoos. Don't get shit tattoos. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Don't get shit tattoos. And Xavier Coates. No. Um, in in all seriousness, regression is a thing, and look for it, because uh, you know if you look at players who have very predictable outcomes. Perfect example: Kyle Felt. You know, we we said Kyle Felt average thirty three. You know he's cheap. He's you know he's available. Blah blah blah. If you jumped on felt. You've had a great scorer. Buy cover whatever because tries, while not sticky, over a big enough time frame, will sort of work themselves out. You look at a lot of guys. For the most part, you know regression happens eventually. Even you know the Blake Ferguson, um, you know season where you know he went 16 weeks without a try. You know we thought he might have a a season, and then you know he repaired a lot of the damage in the last four weeks with, with three tries. So, you know, like, it does happen eventually. Eli Katoa, perfect example, looking, you know, he's an absolute moral to get some tries. Same with Xavier Coates. Um, you know, these sorts of guys, you know, if you take it out over a large enough time frame, everyone sort of evens themselves out in the positive and the negative. So, you know, I'm expecting a couple of guys to put some negative scores together, um, you know, like, Perfect example of that is like Jack DeBellin. He's and Nico Hines a couple of weeks ago before his last couple of not as great scores when he was averaging like 81. Like you could see a couple of lower quote unquote scores coming from him a mile away. You know, it's it happens to everybody. So Hmm. just play the play the averages. And just because a guy's scoring really good, has been scoring good, doesn't mean he's going to keep scoring good.
1: Yeah, especially with uh try scoring, like try scoring Hmm. is one where like. For guys who score, well, I guess even most players, like you can reliably predict how many tries someone is going to score in a season in a given range, but yes. you can't really predict when those are going to come. So, yeah, regression. Good good tip.
0: Yeah, positive and uh, negative.
1: Yeah, exactly. All right, we're nearly done. Let's bring it home. Uh, Rob, once a day farmer. He's fired in a late question here. He wants to know – he's looking at doing cheese. He's doing a mega trade here, four out. Cheese, host, Burbo, and Bird to Turpin, Fisher-Harris, Ockenbore, and he's got 647K to get a centre.
2: What do you think? Uh, oh, 647's tough because you can't get Lemuelu or Manu. Um. Yeah. I wonder Keep- – it's like is the
1: Kalakai uh, range. I love that. Is the answer just to like not do Burbo to
2: Ockenbohr and get Manu or Lemuelu, whichever one you don't know? Yeah, I think that's right. I think, um, yeah, what, but Burbo's 220, right? Just leave him unless someone else comes up. Like a Finu to, next week is the perfect um, way to get off him, I think. Yep. Yep. No, I think I think
1: you're right there. Um, all right. Um uh, Homebrew Dan wants to know our biggest pest of the week. Mark, do you, do you have a pest of the week? Oh, it was Homebrew
0: Dan. Actually, he was the pest of the week. Uh, oh, was because he? Because I was quietly plugging away at work and he took the tra- time to tag me on Twitter to remind me that I needed to put the questions straight up because he was in Canada and wanted to go to bed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> how, how dare he want to go to bed, eh?
0: <laughs> yeah. He was me up for it. He said, oh, mate, where's the tw- questions podcast? I'm tired. been Man. eating maple syrup all day and I'm, I'm tired. I want to go to bed.
1: I like that he stays up to get his questions in
0: <laughs> yeah oh mate, he's well, dedicating he, he fires about six of them in every week too so shout out to Homebrew yeah. Dan the Pest of the Week
1: well he's he's the only one we got left like literally the last five questions are just Homebrew Dan I've left him two last so if he's tired now wait till at uh, two hours that, that's <laughs> his
2: payback that's his payback <laughs> Rob do you have a Pest of the Week mate? oh just all the Pitch Invaders and in Napier I think that they getting <laughs> get in the bin entire,
0: the entire city of Napier
2: yeah Oh, the region's uh, yeah, they they don't deserve rugby league. I, I'll die on that hill. <laughs> Jesus,
1: Rob is firing in the uh the Kiwi rivalry here. If, if it was get, up to yeah.
2: Rob,
0: if it was up to Rob, there'd just be ten teams all based in Sydney. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm a Mount Smart purist. So come up, come up yeah. to Auckland to watch uh, rugby league. Cheers. <laughs> um, all right, homebrew
1: Dan He also wants to know, Rob uh, He wants, Where does uh, Appleton Estate Rank in your rum rankings?
2: Oh, Appleton Estate's really nice uh, But Is it nicer than All those other ones that I said the other week? I don't know, in the middle somewhere? I'd, I'd have a nice Appletons for sure
1: hmm. um, He does have one fantasy question He wants to know, does Drinky crack the top Three-week fullbacks? Oh For the season? Yeah.
2: Um, yes or no? No. Mark, yes he's or no?
0: He- he's definitely heading that way. A uh, Top five, I like. Top three is Yeah, uh, I, don't like top,
2: I don't like um, top five. Top three, sorry. Yeah. Mm.
1: Maybe. Um, and he wants to know, how fresh does Ryan feel after his week off? Oh, mate, I'm I'm ready and limber. I'm good to go this week. I'm ready for some footy. Uh, good to have some head to head back, so I can focus on uh, focus on my team again. And the final question, I think this is a good one to end on. He wants to know, Mark, how excited are you for State of Origin?
0: Oh, eleven out of ten, mate. I'm going to wear my Queensland jersey tomorrow to work. <laughs> I'm pumped. I, I'm not, you know, I'm not excited about. I know, I, 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 I like. I was less excited when Latrell Mitchell was playing, if I'm being honest. I, I think that's a big coup for us. Yeah, you know, just quietly, because I know we've got a little bit of time to fill here because we've only just ticked over the two hours. Um, <laughs> when was the last time that you saw in a game where six of the ten back, like back five players from each team changed sides halfway through Origin Camp?
1: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it?
0: Have you seen that news? So originally... New South Wales was supposed to be Turbo and Josh Adokar on the right, even though Josh Adokar is a left side winger, and Latrell and Toto on the left, even though Toto is a right side winger. But because Crichton's come in, Crichton normally plays with Toto on the right at club, so Toto is going to move back to the right, and Turbo is going to move over to the left, left with Josh Adokar, which is where he plays naturally now. So he's moved from his non-preferred side to his preferred side. Toto's moved to his preferred side, even though they played for. More than fifty percent of the camp on the opposite wings to what they normally play at. Turbo's moved, Crichton's in, and then because Turbo's moved, Hammer has also moved to the right and Holmes is back on the left where he should be partnering Talangi that he partners every single week in club level.
1: <laughs> There's some galaxy brain mind games going on.
0: Oh mate, between the two of them, I don't know how much sniffing of grass they're doing in camp, but it's working. So it's all gonna, you know, it's all gonna not count for anything as soon as a ball's kicked. And I'm sure it's going to be like 18-14 or something like that, either team. Uh, I actually uh, heard an interesting stat on, I don't know if you guys listened to uh, Get Them On Side, which is a podcast with Dan Ganae and Joel Kane and another guy, it's a sports bet podcast. But they said in nine out of the last 10 game ones, um, the score has been 32 or less total points, nine out of the last 10 times.
1: And, was the one online- time. 2021.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, it was. And the line's 36. So anyone that likes a bet, nine out of ten times the line under on the line. But gamble responsibly if you do that.
1: <laughs> Good stuff.
0: All right. And right. I've, um, I've um, listened to these blokes give tips for a couple of years now and they suck. So don't give it any credit.
1: <laughs> I reckon that'll probably do it, so Ryan. What do you think? Yeah, I think we've hopefully we've answered just about everyone's question. I mean I say that, but I'm probably about to open up the DMs and there'll be about thirty there for me. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, and then as soon as state of origin happens, it'll ruin everything. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll have to start again. All right. Thanks very much for joining us, Rob. Thank you for staying up late.
2: No worries at all. all
0: right, don't forget to brush your teeth before you go to bed. Thanks for <laughs> listening in to the podcast. And we'll talk to you over the weekend of footy. Love you guys. Uh thanks guys.
1: Legend. Cheers boys.